I got a problem with this episode. Yeah, I got a lot of problems, dude. And the pitch ain't one, dude. Damn. Ah, Jay-Z knew what was up. Okay, so we're already having a massive difference of opinion. I remember you. Okay, but hold on. Let's not get too. Let's not start right away. No, let's no, not. No, 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 no. Let's, let's, let's get riled up, dude. Get riled up, dude. Yeah, dude. Okay, let's start at a ten. Well, no, okay, uh, okay. So, so what is your thing with okay, the episode? Okay, my. It, it, it's just magic xylophone bullshit. That's all. It's just something I need to point out. It's just something I will point out. Okay, when okay, relevant. okay, That's okay, all. okay. That that immediately explained what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Ricardo? What was uh? Uh, it just it just crazy, dude. This is a crazy episode, and there's so, right, much, so many things going on. We're gonna get into it. Okay, okay. We'll 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 get into it. Hey, yeah. look, we we started a podcast right on topic. Hey, everybody. This yeah. Is, this is newbie Star Trek. Welcome. To the uh, podcast, if you're, I if you're, thought we were Quiet Riot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you're new, uh, welcome. Uh, I'm Marvin. I'm here with Dan and Ricardo. Hey guys, I'm Don. Hello. <laughs> this is Hello. how I sound every week. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, it's common commentary. <laughs> no, I'm I'm not really here. This is just a hologram, guys. <laughs> I'm actually on a plane right now on tour. It's really cool. When they put me in the green room, there's plenty of pineapple. <laughs> he loves pineapple. Uh, does I he? I sure do. I don't know. I just I, I imagine. He oh, does. I just thought you knew something I didn't. Like it's like a thing about common. Maybe that's why. You know. <laughs> Thank you, Ricardo, for forcing me to continue this bit. Yeah. Well, we should start a thing called common. Common things, and then <laughs> common it, things, yeah, common uh, things about the episode. Yeah. You know, we all have a lot in common. We, we do. Uh, in fact, you could say that there's a little common in all of us. Is there? No. Oh. I mean, if you if you ate the pieces you were given, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, at church. <laughs> oh boy, we're going off the rails fast, guys. Yeah, we started <laughs> on the rails when we and then we flew on Star off. Trek. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, so Ricardo is going on a, a journey with us through through Star Trek because he hasn't watched any any of the shows before. Um, so we've started with TNG um, for whatever reason, and then uh, yeah, that's uh, that's that's us. And this week we watched Pen Pals, mm-hmm. which I said last week is a personal favorite of mine. Um, you did. But I, I seem to have disagreements, which is great. I actually think yeah. that's fantastic. When I, when I thought I, this was about the traveler again, and <laughs> and it fucking isn't, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Yeah. Also, yeah. I I was foiled again by my goddamn imagination. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I can see how that could easily happen with an episode like this. And you know what? Um, they did. S- the director of this episode also was like, "Dude, this could have been much better." And yeah. like, the director was like. He saw the original version of the release script. the Snyder cut. <laughs> yeah, it was like, oh, this this is great. This is a yeah. great episode. And then apparently, uh, uh, what's his Rick Berman and Gene Roddenberry got their hands on the script and were like, this needs to be a more technical script. We need to have more technical. Elements. How many more seasons until we stop having stories that include? Well, Gene Roddenberry. Yeah, uh, third season. That's basically That's, is that when he had. died. <laughs> that's that's basically when he was like go 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 over there fine the- <laughs> yeah gene go eat your berries you bitch <laughs> but we still have rick berman though oh who is my God, not- and there's that is other the guy, guy from channel five news rick berman? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah, anyway. i'm a hal fishman guy yeah me too me too <laughs> hal fishman and um 
what was that? What was that guy who's like he was like perfect for the weather? Like his name was perfect for the weather. I forgot. His there name. are a lot of Dallas Rain. Who- Dallas yeah, Rain? Dallas Rains. Yeah, yeah. I was like, he's, you're. How well, could yeah, you not be Dallas a weatherman? I think he's still on <laughs> on KABC Seven now. I, I imagine he would be. Yeah. Back in the day, it was him and Johnny Mountain. Bang. Uh, yeah, Johnny. <laughs> these are such strong names, you yeah. know. And, and I wonder how many people like these get a get by in life because of their name well i have a i have a suspicion that whether that like if you're a meteorologist you take on like a meteorologist name like a porn star oh like you have like he had to change his name to dallas rains not that he had to but he decided you know what i need a i need a really i, I need to give him the old razzle dazzle <laughs> the best part I, I just looked up dallas rains so it's his real name but also he it, like very specifically studied meteorology <laughs> well then that might be he an, an he example of yeah, that was his life's calling yeah yeah it might like, you know, like, like your name in influences you know you know like, like, like everyone <laughs> told him growing up hey, you know what you sound your you name like, would be great for like a weather, weather man you like the weather i can feel like it you yeah. know like i wonder if people like wolf blitzer they get by because his name is wolf blitzer even oh, though totally he got by because his name is Wolf Blitzer. <laughs> Have you seen him on TV? Have you seen how he delivers a story? He's so nothing. <laughs> he uh, is nothing but his name. Yeah, yeah, basically. But anyway, pen pals, pen pals. Uh, what? First, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm still angry about Wolf Blitzer. It's like R- William Riker. <laughs> well, I mean, he, uh, based on the last episode, he may have gotten by a lot because his yeah. dad's famous. So, like Riker, oh. I don't really know her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's uh, raking? Yeah, you got riked. Uh, <laughs> Get riked, that, nerd. That doesn't sound very good. Yeah, it doesn't. Get riked, kind of scrub. <laughs> Um, uh, Pen Pals first aired on May 1st of 1989. Dan, could you take us around the sun? Zoom. Okay, so on May 1st, 198. Well, not on not on May 1st. I need to stop beginning this segment that way. Well, we all love a good Mike Tyson update. <laughs> Very serious. We've yeah, been waiting let's for this check in on what Is he going to be a doing. fixture of around the sun? Until, until I stop finding news stories about him. <laughs> okay, admittedly, though, I do think that the media was kind of obsessed with Mike and looking for stories I, about absolutely, him. Absolutely, yeah. So he that's was like, why he keeps on popping up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, true. And, and in fact, I have skipped over certain Mike Tyson updates in the past because some of them were <laughs> huge, huge, just huge nothing burgers. Anyway, uh, this one is actual of substance because he g- actually had a speeding ticket for drag racing, his Lamborghini in Albany, New York. Ah, tisk, that's fine. Tisk, Mike. <laughs> Worst um, things happen outside of my apartment. <laughs> I know. Sadly, on the same day, we did. We just discussed her last week. Lucille Ball died of a heart attack. Oh, uh, wow. oh I, I, and I'm sorry. On on the, I think it was April 28th that 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 happened. It might be a wow. day or two off. I'm sorry. Wow. Um, on April 30th, very notably, we're talking about Star Trek. We are all about technology. A British CERN scientist named Tim Berners-Lee put his World Wide Web software in the public domain. And that pretty much set off, you know, the internet as we know it today. Wow. Imagine if the internet wasn't public domain. <laughs> yeah, the original, the original World Wide Web was just a, a site that told you about what the World Wide Web was, basically. <laughs> you can actually see a, a model of it, uh, or like they've recreated that original web, first website ever on the CERN's website. Like if you oh. can go to CERN's website and find it somewhere. Interesting. Yeah, 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 it's pretty cool. However, sadly, on the same day, April 30th, director Sergio Leone died of a heart attack. Mm. Sad news, dude. Yeah, you lots think- of sick. 
You think that, like, immediately the day after the, the internet went a public domain, somebody tried to put, <laughs> like, erotica on the internet? <laughs> like, yeah, like, immediately they made it about um, sex. Well, well, the internet was primarily, originally, like, a college affair between universities, so yes. Yeah, it was, it, like, yeah. the whole point of the original <laughs> project was to, you know, be able to share and move data around. Yeah. Um, ha, data. Ha, 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 ha. The That's weekend. not even funny. It's just the word. It's just the same word. <laughs> I know, I know. The, the rapper of the weekend was born. Uh, I can't confirm that, but it might as well have happened. I think you're right, Ricardo. Damn, Ricardo with the history. The weekend. That Ricardo's weekend. raising the roof for the listeners who can't see. <laughs> weekend saw the release of a movie called. Uh, this is almost nothing, but it, it was just kind of funny to me. It, it, it was a movie called K Nine. Oh, what? okay. What? K Nine. Ricardo knows. Oh, it I don't know. Star, it 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 starred according to Jim's Belushi. Oh, the bad one. Yeah, he teamed up with a German Shepherd named Jerry Lee, named after the rock singer Jerry Lee Lewis, in order to catch a drug dealer. It's funny though, and I guess this is why I put it on the put it on my list any at all. It's because every synopsis I found, it had to be sure to mention how much of a smart Alec the dog was. <laughs> the dog was a smart Alec. Smart Alec. And it had to use the, that word in like it, it must have been in all the copy and all of yeah. the press kits and everything because everything called the, the dog a smart Alec. So well, yeah, um, that's our trip is, around the sun, everybody. Before we leave. The Sun. Uh, Turner and Hooch came out, and everyone's like, "We gotta do a dog movie, man." So then then we had, it's all about buddy, like buddy cup movies dog. are out. Buddy cup dog movies are in. Yeah. <laughs> we had we had K nine, and then Chuck Norris had to get in there, and he was like, "Oh, he," but he did it like ten, like five, seven years too late, and his was K nine. Oh, no, his his sorry, his was Top Dog. Mm-hmm. Well, K nine. Interestingly, I left it out of uh, what I wrote down here, but K um, nine actually spawned two like direct to home sequels and an animated series. They actually Oof. tried really hard to turn K nine into a thing. Is it like K nine, like the letter K? Yeah, K dash nine. You know, like okay. the cops say. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Well, you know, there's also K nine thousand. By the way, that was in space. What? <laughs> Is wait, isn't that a, is that a sequel? Wait, uh, what's a Doctor uh, Who dog? K9 something? Oh, I don't know. Um I know oh. there's a Doctor Who dog that, that yeah. also has like a, a, a name kind of like that. It's like a robot dog. Yeah. yeah. Uh that robot dog is named K9. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's what it. that's what he's named. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh wow, anticlimactic. Doctor Who fans are so <laughs> mad at us right now. I'm sorry. I have seen two and a half episodes of the the newest the new run of doctor who when it came back about oh. 10 years ago or whatever that's all i've really ever seen <laughs> i would catch it when it would show up in between episodes of tng so on, what you're saying BBC is America. you need to be <laughs> roped into a podcast called newbie doctor who <laughs> that that podcast would last centuries doctor who is such a fucking long series yeah to the point where you Some say the- that like there isn't tons of Star Trek that we're <laughs> that we're ostensibly committed to cover. Okay, Doctor. Okay, you think you think Star Trek is a lot. Doctor Who. Okay, is yes, you are right. Lot. There is way more Doctor Who than there is of Star oh, Trek. But man. don't pretend like we are in for a long haul here if we continue to do this. Oh man, yes. yeah. Like it will yeah. easily outlast all of our lives. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> if somebody were to sponsor the show, it would last forever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, somebody has sponsored the show. It's ExpressVPN. Whoa. Oh, <laughs> Damn, dude. Damn, so dude. I guess that, that settles it. We're on forever. Yeah. 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 And you know what? ExpressVPN, they're pretty great. If you don't know what a VPN is, a VPN basically encrypts your connection to the internet so it seems like you're on the internet from a different location. So you could pretend that you're in France and you could see French Netflix, or mm-hmm. you could pretend you're in the UK and see UK Disney Plus, which is yes. very different. Yes. One thing I've done actually a few times is actually gone to Netflix Japan and then uh, look for anime there because a lot of oh. anime is just distributed in Netflix Japan. It there is, is hit or miss whether you'll have English subs or not, but the possibility is there to just see if you can find it or not. But yeah, you know, yeah, but if it, you know your Nihongo pretty well, then yeah, like Dan, have at it. Dan will just yeah. watch it. He'll be like, whatever, I'll just watch it. I, I'm I'm not good enough to just watch <laughs> it and and really really feel like I've understood it. Sometimes out of desperation, I will. Yeah, well, yeah, well, anyway. But that's uh, more for VTuber streams that, that'll just be like, I can't understand everything, but just, I'm watching just this. Just do it. You just, you just force you're just yourself. Just doing it. And you just watch and look for context, and you're like, oh, funny, yes. <laughs> anyway, that's, uh, that's, that's ExpressVPN. If you, if you want it, um, it's, you know, there are other VPNs out there, but ExpressVPN is a fairly high-quality VPN. It's got over 3,000 servers in 160 locations, spanning 94 countries. Dang. You can use it on pretty much every device you can think of. If you have a device, there's an app for it. Um, like we mentioned, it actually works with Netflix. Netflix creates a blacklist of VPN IP addresses, um, but ExpressVPN actually bypasses it pretty well. It's also super fast. Um, I've done personal tests on ExpressVPN because Dan and I actually both use ExpressVPN. I don't have that VPN. I've said it before, but if you're a new (laughs) listener, I'm sorry. I got locked into a different VPN before this thing. And now I'm in it for fucking two years. I'm sorry. (laughs) Which is fine. I mean, yeah. uh, An ExpressVPN, you can get, uh, I've tested it goes 500 up, 500 down, at least from my location, just pretty dang good. And honestly, the biggest thing I, I always worry about with stuff like VPNs is the security. And their their record for security is pretty much next to none. Like you can look it up yourself and look up the history of ExpressVPN and their the way they have turned down government subpoenas and all that. And yeah. if you know they that's throw important. them, they they put them in the turkey sandwiches. When Turkey <laughs> sends them a subpoena, they eat it with their turkey sandwich. <laughs> yeah, say, yeah. The, we, the we'll Turkish government one is like yeah. the most the the most prolific one. But yeah. anyway. Uh, if you go to expressvpn.com slash newbie star trek, and if you sign up for 12 months, they give you an extra three months for free. That makes each month only $6.67 a month, which is a pretty dang good deal for this quality of VPN. Yep. There are other VPNs. I'm not going to lie. There are other VPNs that are cheaper, some of which are free. Um, but I'm having done a lot of research with VPNs in general, especially with my own thing where I'm, I'm always worried about like, because net neutrality is dead. So now your ISP actually has the, like the ability to look at what you're looking at, Yeah, you know? And you know, it's innocuous, but at the end of the day, they start creating like a marketing profile of you and doing all this stuff that you don't want them to do. Which is and actually why- something that you might actually feel from time to time is throttling based on um, what websites you're trying to access. Yeah. Yes. They like can I- prioritize bandwidth and speed, internet speed. Um, and sometimes when they're really popular websites that use a lot of bandwidth, YouTube, 
um, <laughs> you might not want to let them know that is exactly what you're looking at. Because if they yeah. don't know it's what you're looking at, suddenly they don't know to slow you down. Yeah, I watch a lot of YouTube and I regularly have ExpressVPN pretty much 24-7 on on my phone. Because otherwise, I just don't get it streamed at without you know, choppiness. I, like, since you've been saying that on the podcast, I realized that I could get the app on my phone, and I've since started to use it a lot more. Oh. Yeah. Uh, not to make this ad longer, but, but we we actually use VPNs uh, on, on the reg. Um, <laughs> but, like... If you go to anywhere you go, dude, you go want you want to go to IKEA and you're in one of their goddamn dungeons and you can't get out, <laughs> and you we're like, well, I need to text somebody to find out if this is a stupid thing they want. <laughs> you can't get reception usually because it's mm-hmm. so many so many layers of furniture. Uh, you, you gotta you gotta jump on the you gotta jump in the free Wi-Fi, but you don't want to jump in the free Wi-Fi like, and then it's because they'll they'll they'll. They, they know everything, dude. So uh, you put on the VPN, join the, the IKEA Wi-Fi, and boom, they don't know what kind of yeah, shit you're fucking texting. Yeah. 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 So if you if you want all those benefits of a quality VPN like ExpressVPN, you can head over to expressvpn.com slash newbie Star Trek. That's N-E-W-B-I-E Star Trek. And yep, if you sign up for 12 months, you get three months for free. It's a pretty good deal. Or don't and remember that Star Trek dude. with a K. <laughs> Instead of a Star Trek with a ACK. Yeah. Yeah. What were you thinking? <laughs> Star Trek. What an uh, idiot you were for thinking that. Uh, anyway. Stupid straw man. <laughs> you know who wasn't a straw man? Ricardo, could you please tell us what happened in this episode? No, that was a that was a really dumb transition. <laughs> <laughs> So I am I am very curious actually to uh to to hear what you guys have to say about pen pals because I like I said last week it's a personal favorite of mine and I didn't uh, I'd forgotten uh and it might be because it's it's written by Melinda Snodgrass uh writer of Measure of Man. Man yeah I had actually forgotten about that and I think that makes sense but it's definitely not nearly as good yeah uh, that's true that's true <laughs> so anyway Ricardo please old grassy wrote this. Yeah, Melinda Snodgrass, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, so Pen Pals. There's so many goddamn storylines. Mm-hmm. Um, it starts off, the, the episode starts off, and they're going to go look at some planet. Again, they're they're picking up somebody or dropping off somebody, always Ubering. Uh, <laughs> Got to make that extra money, dude, especially on those those double weekends when you get double, <laughs> double cash. So the captain's not on the bridge. It's all Riker. Mm-hmm. And they're on their way to the planet, uh, this planet that is having a lot of seismic activity. I don't know what it's called. It's, it's called like, um, so it's cheese or some sort of fucking planet, <laughs> it's like, um, but it's a group of planets. And, mm-hmm. uh, one of them has like an asteroid belt because it exploded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So these planets keep on. exploding. Yeah. 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 Some something sketchy. Stop exploding. You cowards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, so we, in this episode, we have a, a storyline, B storyline, like always. And then, and then, and then this one also has like a, like a weird kind of C storyline, but not really. Um, it's, oh, what would you consider the C storyline? I guess I was thinking the captain and, and, um, Deanna Troy. Is it Deanna Troy? Yes. Mm. Counselor Troy, the, the stupid horse thing. Oh. <laughs> That that's apparently written in just because Melinda Snodgrass likes horses. See, <laughs> well, it also gave is, them all an opportunity to go out and touch some grass. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I guess so. Like, I guess so. 
hey, we don't have to be in the, you know, set anymore. We can go to the park next door. And have, have yeah. There's a, there's a history of, uh, uh, what, uh, what's his, what's his name? What's the actor's name? Jean-Luc Picard's name. Uh, Patrick, Patrick Stewart. Stewart. Tim Burton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible with names. Uh, there's, a, there's a history of Patrick Stewart on the show, just like writing things. And eventually, like when you get to the movies, there's one movie where he's like, you know, I really like driving. I'm like really into driving. You know, I'd love if we had like a dune buggy scene. And they're like, no, you got it. All, all right, we'll have a dune buggy scene for yeah. you. <laughs> so you're saying he's going to be in F10? Yeah. <laughs> That'd be sick if Patrick know, right? Stewart wasn't <laughs> dude, a Fast dude, and Furious movie. Wait, that would that legitimately be really cool. <laughs> wait, this can make sense, dude. I can make this work. Because we already have the transporter in the series. He's Statham's dad in the, in the show, oh, in the movie. No. Oh, that, that fits yeah. absurdly well. <laughs> and and he's, he's like, he's, he's like his, his strange father and, and Helen Mary and him have scenes together. And then at yeah. one point, at one point, uh, uh, he says, "Oh fuck you, mate!" Uh, oh my god! And, and you're like, "No, oh my god!" They both say, "Fuck you, mate, dude!" Oh like, my god! Oh, shit, dude! <laughs> oh my god! I would okay. I've, Universal, I Universal, get at me, dude. I'll write it. I haven't. Sorry, okay, sorry, I'm gonna be honest. Basically. I haven't seen a Fast and Furious movie since the first one, but I would see this one right away. Yeah, if it happened, I don't care. I know there's a continuity that I'm not caught up on. You don't but need to. I know. would. I would. It'd be kind of <laughs> like. It'd be kind of like. Uh, Fast and the Furious and the Last Crusade. Oh yeah, that'd be yeah. That's basically what it is. Have kinda, you right? have you guys you guys did you guys ever see the Justin Lin movie um, Better Luck Tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's it's in the same universe by the way already. Oh, okay. Oh, he established the same. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Just because he's like, it's my movie, I can just pretend this is in the, in the <laughs> well, fucking... Well, well, yeah, well, Han is in the movie, one of the characters. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. yeah, Han's okay. in the character. And then other characters show up. I don't want to spoil it. And, and, That's and, so yeah. funny. Yeah. Because yeah. it's a very <laughs> different type of movie. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I started a, a tangent in the middle of Star Trek time. I apologize. We got to no, get back to the Star Trek. Anyway, my long story short, I thought the reason why Patrick Stewart was on a horse was because he was telling the producers, you know, I would really love if I could ride a horse sometime this season. Yeah. Because yeah. it's it's kind of out of nowhere. Yeah. It connects to nothing else in the episode. And I, and I suspect yeah. he doesn't know how to ride a horse because he never got on it. So no, this is this a scene this where is, there yeah. was one like oh, long yeah, yeah, tracking yeah. shot of him, yeah. uh, you know, just yeah. driving yeah. his though. horse. He is British. It's like very weird for British people to not know how to ride a horse. It's just like kind That's of built true. into their DNA. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, so they're looking at this planet, and and for the first time, someone's doing what I want them to do, which is Worf. He's always like, uh, c- could it be foul play? Like that that the plants are yeah, blowing yeah. up. Like yeah. he's he's always like he's kind of like the like that's me. Like I'd be like, nah, there's some shit going on, dude. Let's not go there. Let's not go there. <laughs> it's like, why would they're like, no, let's go explore these planets that are blowing up. Nah, nah. If they're blowing yeah. up, let's not explore them. Let's just let things be. Yeah. Um. But and anyway, Riker's so, response is like, "Oh, you know, planets blow up all the time," and you're yeah. like, well, "No, they don't. It's, it's <laughs> that's natural, not a property man. of planets." Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking uh, about? And and then at one point, somebody says, "I don't I forget in what part." He's like, "He's like they live fast and they die fast." Yeah. <laughs> and it's like that's not that's not a thing we say, man. No. These aren't these aren't planets going out there partying and shit. <laughs> these planets live fast and die furiously. Yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, fuck you, mate. Um. <laughs> By the way, I want to say uh, one of you out there, and I know I saw you on Twitter. You you made a thing with Jason Statham as the captain, and mm-hmm. God 
damn it, dude. That was a beautiful thing. <laughs> Johnny Diggs uh, is his name. Yeah, yeah. Diggs I dig with it. two I dig Gs. It, yeah. If you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, and it's beautiful. Uh, I, I will I will retweet it. I, I I think I just liked it, but I didn't retweet it. I'm, I'll retweet yes. it. Thank you, Johnny. Yeah, they've been yeah. they've been fun. Every once in a while, we'll, we'll just get a, a notification. It's like, oh, it's a, there's a thing here. Yeah. <laughs> You're I'm being memed. Yeah. <laughs> you know the uh, way to my heart. It's Jeff Statham. <laughs> a beautiful, beautiful man known as Josh, uh, Jason Statham. Um, what, if, all right. what if Terrence Malick one day Ooh, forget Jason it, Dude, Statham. don't even, don't even whisper it, dude. Don't even fucking whisper it, dude. I'm on board, dude. <laughs> That's all you had to say. I, I, I'll, I mean, I, I'll, I'll try to fund it. I'll try to get people to fund it. I'll <laughs> go out there, start to go fund me. I'll make it happen, dude. Statham and fucking Terrence Malick. Whew, forget about it, dude. Statham touching wheat fields. <laughs> Damn it. Beautiful. <laughs> ah, fuck you, mate. Look these beautiful wheat fields. <laughs> uh, <laughs> beautiful cinematography. Yeah. yeah. Uh, dropping the C word left and right. <laughs> Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> so the, the show, well, God damn, we're not even like, we're not even like five minutes into the show and we've already derailed it. <laughs> um, so uh, 27 we have a, minutes have elapsed. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we have, uh, we have a scene with, with Deanna Troy and she's really happy. This gives me some weird vibes. Like, oh man, like she's, she's kind of in, like into, into the captain, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, not really, but it, maybe she's feeding off of his energy of yes. being excited about horses. He's wistful. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just like that word. You know, she like <laughs> they mention a Betazoid kitten. What the heck is that? It's just a cat that's on Beta Z. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Like, are we to infer that there's a Betazoid variant of most Earth species? That just has telepathy powers. She's just basically, it's like a Korean. Or she's just talking out of her ass. Oh, there's a Korean cat here. Yeah. It's just a cat, dude. A a cat that lives there, yeah. (laughs) Like if if a dog, if you go to Mexico, you're like, oh, there's a Mexican dog. Because you're in Mexico and there's a dog. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's exactly. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. exactly. Hey, man. Um, Sometimes they they sound a little different. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Like the Taco Bell one. He says, you care about Taco Bell. Yeah. so, god damn it. Taco Bell sponsor us, dude. Um, and so, you have the captain, and he goes to the holodeck, and he has all these special requests, like, oh, I want this this steed. It must be beautiful. It must be all white. <laughs> they really did uh, take a long time yeah. to, like, really narrow down, like, I want a horse. Yeah. I, I just want a fucking horse. Yeah. earth horse, Arabian man. Horse, <laughs> earth, earth Arabian horse. I want to manually control it. I don't want none of that fucking AI shit. <laughs> I don't want it to have automatic transmission yeah. on this horse. I don't want one of those robot <laughs> fucking horses that you always. I get demand us. a. I demand a one horsepower horse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> an original normal horse. I demand a duel against a horse. Uh, so, so they. Uh, he goes in there and it's a beautiful field. You know what it looks like? It looks like Paramount Ranch, the one that burned down a couple of years ago. Mm. Um, and they uh, they go and he's gonna ride the horse and and Deandre is is coming with him, but she mm. just wants to watch him. He's like, uh, Captain, just so yeah. Majestic. It's a little, it's a little. Str- I don't know why she's tagging along if she's not gonna want to ride the horse. It is odd. Yeah, yeah. You know what's so crazy is that. Is it me? Am I crazy? But as the episodes go on, I feel like Deanna Troy is getting younger. Uh, mm-hmm. Are they putting more makeup on her or something? She just looks really young. 
I don't know. Or, or maybe they were making look look older in the earlier episodes because they're like, oh, now they're like, oh, we can make her look her age. Maybe it's maybe she's weird. just getting rest. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, maybe. if you compare her outfit to what she was wearing, like the first episode with that weird mini skirt uniform. Yeah, the go-go dancer yeah. outfit. Yeah, that's not. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Uh, but uh, okay. So, so she's like, she's talking to, she's Picard's like, ah, you, you, you probably love pets. Why don't you have a pet? You know? And uh, they're making small talk, and she's like, "Oh, I had a cat, but it's a bitch, bitch ass cat." So I killed it. <laughs> uh, no, they're, they're just <laughs> talking about how she did not <laughs> say that. Uh, no, she didn't. Uh, her so mom just saying, didn't like cats. Since, well, also since she's a betazoid, she has a weird relationship with pets because she could, and she knows what they feel like, and it's like mm-hmm. it's gotta be weird though. I was just thinking about that while I was watching the episode, like that you. If you're feeling the feelings of the animal, then you're feeling all kinds of stuff. Like if the, if the animal feels trapped inside, you know, like mm-hmm. it, it's got to be really, really interesting. Um, it probably helps you care for a pet way easier. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like my cats true. yell at me constantly. I'm like, what do you want? I don't know what you want. Do you want pets? Okay. It's pets. You want okay, a snack? What, what would be preferable? Like I, the emp- the empathic ability to feel what your pets are feeling? Or to simply have a translator that tells you what they're saying or, 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 or thinking at least. Uh, I, I'd go with the empathy because I think in general, I think empathy, this is getting philosophical now, but I, I think Ooh. just having empathy with as many different people as possible just in general makes you a wholer person. So I feel like if that did happen, but with cats or whatever your pets are, I think that would make you just have a better understanding of Oh, okay. I, I I understand this point of view better, more blah blah blah. Like there's a there's a joke in um, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. The most powerful weapon in the world is the empathy gun because right. whoever you shoot with it knows exactly how you feel. You know, and I think there's a lot of merit in that statement. But you know, yeah, yeah. My theory on empathy, which is slightly tangential, but since you've brought up empathy as a topic, I like to say there are two ways to gain empathy: experience and imagination. And mm. art is a great bridge between the two. That's true. That's true. Absolutely true. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, all that to say, oh, I, I brought it up because I wanted to mention this comic I would saw that was really great. I'm sorry. I don't remember the artist, but it was this uh, like a couple. It's like now we know, like now that we put this call in this mm. dog or whatever, like now we can understand what he's saying. And then the dog is like really excited. Oh, like. I want the food that you, you guys are eating at the table. And it's like, no, we, we, we don't want you to have it. And the dog just goes, what? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. The dog will be like, he what? He can't understand <laughs> why <it's> made, <laughs> that he's a second class citizen to them. <laughs> <laughs> All the dogs then starts learning. It's like, wait a minute. I've never been equal to you. Exactly. Oh no! <laughs> See, that's, that, that's a horrible new conundrum a, a, that a guy dog, comes. Dog revolution rises. Exactly. That's <laughs> how it starts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, rise, rise of the planet of the dogs. Yes. And you got a bunch of fucking Plutos <laughs> running around. Um, no, so then, they will have ascended to Goofies. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right, but they're still idiots. Uh, so, so he he's like settling the horse, and it's taking forever. And finally, well, I don't know why he couldn't just tell the 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 holodeck like uh, it's settling the horse takes forever. Just just do it for me. Uh, but <laughs> but I guess it's part of the experience, and and he's about to take the horse up for for a mm-hmm. what is it a spin a gallop a whatever he's he's doing a, canter, a ride a trot yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, old fucking fucking Riker calls him and he's like ah we need you at the bridge. 
And which is weird because what if this was an emergency? Like he would he have shown up to the bridge wearing this getup? Yeah. Know? He's done that before. I guess so. I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he he showed um, up to the bridge in this fencing outfit before. That's but. true. Oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah. So um you get to the bridge and basically the they they've they've gotten to the planet and it's really it's 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 uh it's basically on fire. It's all lava. Yeah, yeah, it's all yeah. fire. Yeah. It's nasty. Yeah. It's nasty. Uh, and basically, uh, it, it, Riker says a couple weeks ago, it was fine. It was a perfectly thriving planet. And look at it now. So any any other planets that are similar to that, that have a lot of earthquakes, are probably going to meet the same fate, which is to blow up. Mm-hmm. Now, it's interesting because we don't know that these people have... So they don't have like warp technology, right? That's the big thing about this prime directive thing is like they don't have knowledge of they're yeah. they're they're, they're dumpskies. It's it's not made a hundred percent clear what the boundaries of prime directive are, but I think but think, the term pre-warp is bandied about sometimes. Yeah, like, and, I, yeah. and I think it's like considered like a benchmark. If you have yeah. warp technology, you're definitely no longer bound by Prime Directive. Yeah, I think that's how it works. Um, They're like, look, if they haven't gotten the fucking uh, the the Notorious B.I.G.'s album, wherever, the, <laughs> yeah, they, they, we can't help them. If they're that far behind. Uh, they haven't reached hip hop yet. Yeah, the they culture. haven't reached hip hop. We're, we're out. We're out. We're, you, you can't make contact. Um. So anyway, then they all meet at the bridge, and I I thought like this meeting is going to be to talk about this goddamn problem with these planets exploding, mm-hmm. but no, it's a completely different thing. And I was like, what the fuck? That came out of nowhere. <laughs> um, so the, the captain shows up to the to the meeting, and he's like, ah, I'm not the host of this Zoom meeting. It's Riker, <laughs> <laughs> and Riker's basically like, hey, if you, as you guys know, I've been tasked. With the uh, with Wesley's education, mm-hmm. I wish he would just like give a side eye to Picard <laughs> as he does that. Yeah, if you know what I mean, because his you know n- there's no guardian here. Yeah, yeah. and then he just slowly <laughs> looks <at him. laughs> and he just turns to Picard. Yeah, yeah. and the camera you know slowly I mean? pans over to Picard. Yeah, and Picard's just standing there. Yeah, nervously, not knowing what he's talking about. He's like, <laughs> no, with Picard like pulling holding out his hands, like what? Yeah. What? <laughs> so he, he basically says like, "Hey, uh, I basically called this meeting here. I know it could have been an email, but I called it anyway." Uh, <laughs> uh, you think everybody in the ship is like, "This could have been a fucking email," or we have fucking video phones. Just video call us. We don't need to fucking see each other at all. Uh, so anyway, he says like, "Hey, well, I want to give him more responsibility, and I want him to be in charge of a team that that surveys the minerals in the planet, basically, mm-hmm. and to see what's what's happening." Yeah, you know? and they have an interesting conversation about coming of age. That's really this is the part that I like. Everything else is bullshit from this episode, dude. Whoa, uh, okay. yeah, dude. I said it, dude. I All said right. it. Believe okay. that, dude. All right. Uh, I uh. Pulaski and uh, D'Antro have this interesting conversation where they're talking about coming of age and the responsibility about shaping uh, teenagers basically into adults. Mm-hmm. And D'Antro has a, like a great comment about that, which is everybody's experience is different, so you can't really guide them to adulthood. Mm-hmm. You just have to give them basically like a good chance, and you know, and they'll be like, "Oh, go to the world." Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're where um so they have this interesting conversation that I really really dig um and it gets them talking and it's really cool to see them talking about Wesley 
and uh, his you know i wish they would talk about his debbie mom but they don't do it here um, <laughs> they should be like because someone isn't here yeah we're taking you know, care of one of <laughs> you know one of his guardians uh by the way did you guys know that um uh sarjenka the girl in this in the show is played mm-hmm. by nikki cox oh really yeah yeah oh yeah, nikki cox, so this yeah. is like, it's like a really young nikki cox yeah yeah Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. From Baywatch and uh, Unhappily Ever After, and I think yeah, yeah, Terminator, yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. man. Oh, th- yeah. Now that I like see a picture, because I haven't thought about Nikki Cox in a very long time. It's like, <laughs> oh yeah, that, that totally looks like her. Um, like, the only reason I, stuff I remember is because I'm, I'm watching the 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 thing in the background, and I'm like, oh yeah, that it was Nikki Cox because her name came up in the credits. Mm. Um. So anyway, the the so basically. Let me get this straight. Uh, Now it's time for me to ask questions. Mm, Um, You can. So an ensign is somebody that's basically an apprentice. An ensign is basically the the very first step of an officer. Okay. Yeah. So it's like it's like uh, you just graduated Starfleet or something like that, and like you just became an officer, and you're starting at the bottom of the ladder. um, Okay. In terms of overall it's different from like engineers because it's because it's about being an officer and then the reason uh wesley because wesley is an acting ensign as given by picard so he's not truly an ensign but on board the enterprise he gets to function as an ensign well that's fucked up dude it is it kind of is yeah it's it's it is part of the stupid favoritism wesley is given a lot in the show (laughs) it's white privilege dude (laughs) (laughs) plain simple yeah uh, but yeah. the, all the other characters are ensigns are white. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but okay, <laughs> it's Wesley privilege. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Wesley pressure. has special privileges for, yeah. for as because he's Gene Roddenberry essentially. White privilege, dude. Um, okay, <laughs> so you have uh, this conversation about 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 letting him do this thing, and and Pulaski's like, well, you may put too much pressure on him, and then he may not perform. It's a big responsibility. And then, so half the people kind of agree and half the people are like, yeah, it's, it's a great opportunity. Mm-hmm. So I don't know where I fall. Uh, talking this out with you guys makes me realize that like that he has a lot of privilege. Like the other people on his team are more experienced and, uh, and it looks like they're college age. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they they, put they actually this- graduated from Starfleet. They went through the rigorous training yeah. to understand what Starfleet should be and like. And now this little bitch is going to tell me what to do? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that dude. I would have stabbed him, dude. Was- so I, I I like the premise of Wesley growing as a character. Mm-hmm. But what I think should have happened is that he was chosen to be a member of this team. That would make a lot more sense. Why is he the leader? Yeah. I, I don't understand that. Like, especially like because you know, his his specialty is warp engines, right? Working in yeah. engineering. Yeah, it's not. Supposedly. Yeah. So it's it's just it's and really odd to friends. Me. He's just he's just big smart boy. Yeah, so it's odd to me that he would then lead a team, a science team for like, like geology, basically, which doesn't yeah, seem to, it's a, which is not really his expertise, I, as far as I understand it. So I just thought uh, it was strange. Like everything like, becomes his expertise if he starts talking about it, like as far as the show is concerned. Yeah. Like they said, they said warp engines at first, but yeah, basically I, I, anything that he the, the spends only other, any amount of time studying. Quote, the only other thing I like if they did want to make him the leader, I wish they just created some sort of scenario where he had to be the leader. Yeah. That would have made more sense. But in this case, everyone just said, let's just give Wesley a chance so that he can be the leader. 
but that's so unfair to the other ensigns who yeah, yeah that is unfair to the other ensigns but i mean i do agree with ricardo in in that i do enjoy the conversation that comes about because they're having to yeah deal the, with this the setup yep. creates good scenarios like yeah like this is an episode where wesley is actually pretty decent as a character i think right because right, of yeah. the way he's written for this like He's not a child. Like there's like the last. No, and his reservations yeah. about have being given this command are completely understandable, given what we are talking about right now. Yeah, because yeah. like you know he is like in a position of immense privilege. He doesn't explicitly say it, but I mean you can you can read that far into it and say like yeah, who the fuck is this guy to say to to give orders to anybody? Yeah, and he keeps on questioning that about himself. And the only thing that's kind of weird is that everyone's saying, no, nah, no, nah, man, you're good. You you got this. Like, yeah, you deserve this. They're they're pushing him a lot, which is like, I, I it, it feels it's like you have nothing to prove. You yeah. like you, you earned this position. Like they're basically saying that to him. But yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that. That doesn't seem to. Yeah, that doesn't seem quite right. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> um So, so then, so then they're like, basically like, okay, we're going to give him a chance. And it's like, yeah, but he didn't go to college and he, this is in his field. And like, there's all these things you guys mentioned that, that makes so much sense. Like this, it's totally privilege, total mm-hmm. privilege. And, uh, and so they're, they're gonna, they're like basically fast tracking him to be an officer. Right. Yeah. Which is fucked, dude. That's really fucked, man. Um, just cause, cause Riker decides so, you know, fucking bitch ass it's all because of the fucking traveler the traveler I know, you dude. know his mom's the di- the director of starfleet medical yeah he, he's he's got so many advantages like yeah. he's he's buddy buddy with the captain and like yeah. how many people how many ensigns on this ship get to like walk up to the captain and ask him for advice you know yeah how many yeah. ensigns uh, in this ship come from the captain's sperm <laughs> yeah. how many how many dude how many dan 20 i don't know a lot dude <laughs> um, so, so, the ship. So they call him. They call Wesley to the to the to the conference room, uh, or what? I don't even know what it, this is called. This is called like the viewing room, which is weird because it's like this is I like think they do call room. it the conference room. Like, like, literally, it's, it's the, called the conference it's, room. It's called the observation lounge. That's what it is, actually. See? Which is oh, really shit. yeah. Which is um. I, I mean, it's also called the conference lounge as well. But like the observation lounge is like apparently the official term. I'm not yeah. sure why. It, it might just be because there's a lot of windows. I mean, there are, and there are people a lot of people bad, looking bad out decisions. those windows all the time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. pondering. Like, if there's one person in there, they are guaranteed to be staring out the window yeah, as someone comes the into the every door. Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're right. You're right. So they basically, they're like, "Hey, we're going to give you this chance that no one else has because you know because you, you're white and you have all these." <laughs> stuff. So, so we're going to give you this thing. You're going to go do the survey and you're going to be in charge and. You know this stuff, this and that, and and it's like, uh, the more I think about it, the more uh, I I hate what comes next because he's a bitch. Uh, but anyway, he gets he gets to to, to lead the team, mm-hmm. and then you have what becomes, I guess, a storyline, which is which is Data's conundrum, mm-hmm. which is Data. First of all, he's on his own time doing this thing. He sets up this scanner that scans for weird frequencies, and like he did like filters things he's just basically like Data's doing something that wesley would have been doing yeah yeah which is trying to get porn and then he <laughs> he accidentally stumbles upon a signal that's yeah. exactly how it happens yeah and ba- he's basically scanning the cb radio yeah and yeah being like, oh and, shit and, and Worf is not happy because there's fucking parts everywhere and he's like oh fuck it 
Yeah. Damn fucking data. I mean, you can You're, totally imagine Wesley playing. I've been messing with this thing and I'm trying to yeah. increase the signal output and blah, blah, blah. And Worf's like, oh, this fucking fucking yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, like, this, this is just the Wesley oh, side. I mean, you know, a meeting scream. Oh. Apparently, in the writing room, uh, most people actually said they wanted that part to be for Wesley. So that could be why it's like that. But it mm. was actually Melinda Snodgrass who worked really hard to make it for to be for data. Interesting. Yeah. So. I think well, I mean, she like after if she wrote Measure of the Man, Measure of a Man first, then she would be quite the champion for data. <laughs> that's, that's true. Yeah, she really loves working with data. <laughs> yeah, she loves data. Data's a bitch. Um, <laughs> I got him, dude. Roasted. <laughs> um, <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know, dude. I'm being silly today. I'm in the silly fucking state right now. Um, <laughs> and then so um, data's doing some some tinkering. And then the next scene, you have uh, Wesley trying to talk to, you know what? This episode has Riker in very high spirits. Mm. Like he's just happy. And I think because he's getting laid. Um, <laughs> I mean, I know for a fact he does because um, we see it later. So he talks to he talks to uh, both Riker and Deanna Troy, and he talks about uh, just kind of like how they deal with like having people under them and, and how far you push people and how how basically how do you deal with people that are that could be smarter or older than you mm-hmm. and you have privilege so you're above them <laughs> and and how do you how do you deal with like he even asked like how do you deal with conflicts mm-hmm. and he's like wesley you, you fucking bitch these people are professionals you think they're kids dude that are arguing over stupid shit dude you're a piece of shit, Wesley. That's what I wanted him to say, but he doesn't. Uh, he's like, oh, you'll figure it out. Don't worry. That's part of the job. And again, very, very cool. He's very cool in this episode and very in high spirits. And then the Troy and him disappear. Mm. Where do they That's... disappear to? I don't know. But he's in a good mood after and before this. <laughs> I suspect well, that's an interesting here. detail to note because we see Riker with someone else later in the episode. Yeah, maybe he's just he's he's got some he may he just lit some like fucking incense, some essential oils were in the air, and he just got <laughs> horned up, and he, mm-hmm. he like he's like Deanna. We're near those exploding planets, and there's something exploding in my pants. Uh, and she's like, "All right, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's." I do think I do think probably like Deanna and Riker probably are just fuck buddies. I mean, yeah, like, occasionally hook up. Yeah, I mean, it just seems like because yeah. there is that ep- you know the 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 tea bag episode. She yeah. says, "Oh, I see. Humans have trouble separating physical love from emotional love." Yeah, it's true. It's true. So, she did say that. Probably Riker is her. Is her is her side piece? You know what I mean? Ah, oh, mm. I f- I see. That's how it rolls. Like he doesn't ask her. Like, hey, do you want to hook up? She's the one that goes, hey, kind of kind of in the mood, you know, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> and then he's like, okay, yeah, I'm a little, I'm a little that's what he's like. Riker's like, like, I'm always in the mood. Let's go. Yeah, but watching these heart uh, ladies was, for hours. Yeah, those, those, those heart <laughs> maybe <ladies. laughs> maybe they're in a competitive open relationship. Okay, okay. <laughs> I like the idea of it being a comp. That's good. Oh, yeah, just like, like Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get it. So anyway, um, Wesley goes to see this guy that likes to. He's got Bunsen burners and he's he's burning rocks and he's just he looks like a smart dude, man. <laughs> he and, looks like uh, evil Peter. Like he looks like the brother of evil Peter Parker. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, I could see. That. I totally see that. He, he, he it's probably Tobey Maguire's dad. Um, <laughs> and so uh, Tobey Maguire's dad is like, "Hey, what's up, dude? It sounds good." You're, <laughs> Instantly, he, he's Tobey. Yeah, he's yeah. like, "Hey, uh, Wesley's like, I want you on my team. I'm doing the survey thing." And, and he's like, "Dude, I'm in, dude. 
Peter Parker Sr. is in. Uh, and <laughs> and he's like, he's like, all right, cool, cool. I'm, I'm going to put you in. He's like, what's this on the team? And then he says, oh, this dude and this chick. And I got a Prius and a Toyota and, and like, blah, blah. <laughs> and, and then he's like, oh, that's a shame you didn't talk to me first. And he's starting this. I, I hate this. It's like, motherfucker, yeah. if I wanted your opinion, I would keep and ask for it, you bitch. Yeah. Don't tell yeah, me. He's already pretty first. snotty. Yeah, he's yeah. trying to backseat drive this thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I had one of these incidences and I'm like, yeah, well, you don't know what you're talking about. And then they just shut up. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> just say that straight. Well, which, yeah, I just got to say it with a straight face and no one will question you, especially if, you, if they think you might be able to backhand them. Um, <laughs> uh, so, so this guy says, and he says something really weird, which is like, oh, I like to break up. He says it like meaning like I like to break up teams of couples like yeah yeah and I get it like oh I like to break I don't want them to be together on my team or in a team because they might be too like oh into each other to to do their job mm-hmm. and I get it but part of me reads it as like oh I like it when there's married couples because I like to split them up I like to seduce <laughs> one of them I don't care who it is I'll seduce one of them. <laughs> Um and I and I and I kind of like this guy. It's a career homewrecker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's like I've su- I've successfully broken up 35 35 I mean, Look couples. at that seductive hairstyle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This guy definitely fucks, dude. Um plus I mean Peter Parker came out of him. Yeah. So anyway, he's like, "Okay, you're my team." And then uh the other storyline is that Data makes contact using these weird waves with this little girl. Mm-hmm. which is weird dude this this could have been like um a predator type thing dude where data <laughs> accidentally becomes a predator <laughs> and then chris hansen tells him to sit yeah. down, take a seat over well, there yeah well if if this if all the if all the um star trek episodes had it's always it's always sunny in philadelphia titles this would be uh data accidentally becomes a pedophile uh, <laughs> or a sex offender or a sex offender <laughs> data acts data gets registered in the sex offenders list (laughs) yeah which because think about it dude he makes contact with his little girl and he 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 basically she tells him everything yeah and then he goes and he goes to her house dude he's wait wait dude he kidnaps her that's true we don't know if she's lying we don't know if if dita even knows we look we don't know if he heard uh, what if what if her family are like oh no we're lava people we love to go vacation in the lava and we swim in it yeah 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 and 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 when the whole planet becomes lava we love it dude it happens it it lasts for fucking 100 years and then and then it goes away it's fun it's called you know the 100 year vacation (laughs) and then this girl's making up stories about like oh i'm gonna die i'm I'm one of the few people who don't like lava yeah yeah exactly my name is luca uh and (laughs) i don't want to be in the water on the second floor (laughs) and so and so he goes and he steals her and then he he fucking returns her uh this guy's a fucking he crossed the 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 weird stone yeah we don't know what that stone's gonna do after wiping her memory that's oh it's so sinister in this context it's kidnapping it's drugging it's yeah he drugs her, dude. And he, he mentally fucks with her, dude. Straight up, dude. 
Uh, this is this is like directly. Dark. I mean, yeah. there should have been a bunch of like agents tackling data as he was t- yeah. as he was transporting away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of my favorite ones of that is like a cop running behind the guy, and they don't tackle him; they just smack him on the back of the head as hard <laughs> as they can, and, <laughs> and he falls over and face plants. Wait, and is the- that the guy who says "Yeah"? At the end? <laughs> He just, I, I just remembered because in college, for whatever reason, we were watching this show a lot. Yeah, and Catch a Predator was a popular um, program in the dorm, in the, in the common in room, the suite. Yeah. yeah, for whatever reason, and then that was the funniest one where the cop, like, he looked like he was having fun. Like many, he, many people in the suite <laughs> just referred to it as the tackle show. <laughs> Because that's what everyone was waiting for. Everyone to tackle the guy. <laughs> yeah. Because like every time he'd be like, you're free to go. And they're like, no, he's not. He's not. Does he not realize he's actually not free to go? Oh, God. Uh, in conclusion, we live in a society. <laughs> uh, yes. 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 Anyway, we kind of got derailed and, and skipped ahead a little bit. Where were we? Yeah. Okay. So, the so timeline of the episode. Tarantino went, we'll back it up, dude. Back it up. So he's talking to this girl. He finds her her like messages and he starts talking to her. And basically, she's like, "Hey, my I'm scared. My planet's gonna explode. Oh, you want to hang out with me?" And um, and then Wesley Wesley's storyline. Well, this is a storyline that I want to concentrate on because the other Prime Directive thing. We don't know what Prime Directives are. Oh, okay. You know what? I We're know that I just pants. I'm sorry, Ricardo. I know that I just like kind of like tossed the ball back over to you, but I want yeah, to take it for take just it a second to explain my magic xylophone uh, like <laughs> problem with this episode's timeline. Okay. I have an issue with this episode's timeline or like the order of events. Oh. So um, like Data makes first contact with Sergenka. Like, you know, she says like, is anyone out there? Whatever it is. And there's a commercial break, right? Mm-hmm. They come yeah. back. And then it, Wes is outside, you know, the, that door preparing to address his assembled team for the first time. They established it's the first time he's meeting them. And mm. then after that, and then after that, the captain's log establishes that six weeks have elapsed since they entered the star system. So does that mean Wesley experiences his first struggles with command six weeks in? Like, I think, I think that's just... Or did six weeks elapse since Data's first contact and Wes took six weeks to assemble his team? I think what it's supposed to be is that, okay, so Data contacts girl, right? Cut to commercial, cut to Wesley. Wesley is meeting team and then eight weeks pass. Okay, the, so then there's a six week skip there. Let's 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 say that's when the six weeks, weeks elapse. Yeah. Uh, well, the, like the the captain log says six weeks, and then Data later says to Picard, "I've been talking to Sarjanka for eight weeks." After mm. which Wesley finally gets advice from Riker about his authority dilemma. So two more weeks pass by while he's just kind of mulling around with his authority problem, <laughs> and then he talks to Riker. That's possible. It is possible that he's been angry about the, about this Icospec. I spectrogram thing for two weeks. It's possible. That sounds that, that insane might, to that me. That might, that might explain why when he comes back to Davies and he's like, can you do the spectrogram? And he goes, oh yeah, sure. He just like does he it. forgot the conversation prior. <laughs> yeah. Like he acts like the, there was no other conversation prior to yeah, that. Yeah. We skipped ahead a little bit, but yeah, but, but that's basically the, um, the, the, the issue with Wesley's thing there is that I have a theory. Team. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, so he went and he and the, the guy the guy goes oh it would take forever it take hours hmm. and then Wesley went for two weeks to think about it and then he and then the guy was like I oh, mean we should run it I'll run it like an hour a day 
for like, and then he he ran it like half an hour a day for two oh, weeks. Oh, he's already and, he was doing yeah, it, and, and the, he yeah, already did yeah. it. And he's like, he comes in, and he's like, "Hey, would you use this thing?" And he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna log the hours." Like I didn't do it, but <laughs> I'm just gonna go. <laughs> I, I've done this move. That's you know what? That's super relatable, and uh, you know what? That could be what he did. Maybe, <laughs> okay, maybe that's he, relatable for y'all. Because maybe he was like, maybe he was like, oh, oh man. Maybe we really should do a spectrogram. Yep. Just in case he asks me, I'm just going to do it. But as, and then as if a, he asks me, I'll pretend I'm going to do it and just burn yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, hours yeah, doing yeah, that. Thing. Do. Oh, man. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> double dipping on those hours. It's good. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, it didn't even take so long because I left it running overnight. And then <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. The computer did all the work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, given what they're doing, like given the, yeah, like for them, it really should just be a computer doing all the work. Yeah. What is this setup? Like a spectrogram the thing. Computer on? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like how would it not be a device just doing what it was designed to do? Yeah. It's the setup computer set up and set up an ecos, eco spectrogram. I, and then the computer says, uh, you know, no data found in the file. And you say speculate. <laughs> oh, yes. And then it just invents <laughs> it for you. Ah, uh, very good. Very good. Show so dumb. <laughs> Show's fucking stupid. <laughs> so let's do like, it every so often, I just need to say it. This show's uh, great, but it's also really dumb. <laughs> yeah, th- that's the essence of Star Trek. I know it's, it's great. It's yeah, lovable. Yeah, yeah. So, so Wesley. Um, he has another. He has the dilemma, and he's he's like, how how do you how do I like basically like how do I assert my authority? And they're in there because they're they're waiting for him to 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 assemble his team right for the first time. Right. And uh, I like this scene because you get to see Pulaski talking to him. You don't really see that a lot, like just one on one with them. Mm-hmm. And you see that she kind of has like not only is she a good doctor. But she's also a better mother than fucking Beverly ever fucking was, dude. <laughs> Goddamn bitch. Uh, um, because she she gives him not only like like work advice, but also it's kind of in a loving way. Like it's it's a very like motherly scene yeah. kind of thing. She's but she's also not condescending to him either. Exactly. She's, she's she's kind of just being like, "You're gonna be fine. You'll be." Yeah, okay. she also talks straight because yeah. she says like you know very judiciously like you know you have the authority, but you're gonna have to hold on to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it's this you you're not just gonna you know this isn't just gonna be easy for you. Like yeah, you, you're gonna have to put in some effort here. Like you know, yeah, Wes. yeah. She's all she's all look, Wesley. Let me tell you a story. How many times do you think I've fucked Riker's dad? <laughs> He's like, where's this going? What? He's like, he's like, how many times do you think I've told him? No. He's like, do with that information what you will. Proceed. <laughs> and she walks away and you're like, and what? She, you're like, oh, that's great, dude. Um, all right. So she gives him good advice. And, and I do like that scene. Uh, and then the next scene we have is is him uh, asking for the fucking Ike Turner exam that he needs to run. <laughs> and... Um, and they don't want to, and they're like, they're like Wesley, that would take forever. And then the other girl is like, yeah, that would uh, that would take hours. That would like at least five hours. Mm-hmm. And I suspect that not only did they do what we said they did, mm-hmm. but they overestimated the hours. Oh yeah, like, you, you like, always you always pad out yeah. how long it's gonna. You put in some buffer. Yeah, to like, You're like mm-hmm. oh, that's uh, that's definitely like a fucking. Five Don't hour be done till end of day. You know, yeah. we can't really do, look you know. look. I'm gonna just work through like half hour of lunch. 
and then I'm gonna get this to you. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, you do you buffer it for good reason, like because yeah, yeah. if it does go wrong, then you they don't go well. Why isn't it done yet? Because because you know it's hard to explain when something goes wrong. You yeah. can just fix it while it's happening, and you'd be like, oh, it was fine. It was end of day. It turns out. So yeah, 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 but yeah. And uh, that's that's prudence. Just being yeah. just being prudent. That's all. Yeah, yeah. Um, by the way. The lady that plays the second, like, scientist, the mm-hmm. girl who's like, oh, that would take like five hours, dude, calm down. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's Anne uh, Gillespie, mm-hmm. and she played, uh, I think it's Tori's mom in Beverly Hills 90210. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Um, Tori Jackie Taylor. Tori? Yeah. She, uh, who, what? she played um, Jenny Garth's mother. Kelly Taylor's oh, okay. mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. In, in Beverly Hills. Oh, okay. So when I saw her, I was like, this girl looks so familiar. Where is she from? She does. Then, she does. Yeah. Um, everybody here. Every, it's funny because like every every day player on this show is somebody who you've seen in like, you know. Oh, yeah. These are yeah, all definitely. working actors who yeah, yeah. honestly, like they're probably just around. And then yeah, like the, 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 you know. But, the, but I mean, I feel like maybe I don't watch enough TV now, but like I don't. Even the last like fifteen years, I don't see that often. Where you're like, oh, that you that was that was this person. It, you see that less often. I, I think, think TV has become a more uh, like a wider world where things are less interconnected now because of streaming. I probably yeah, you're right. Like I think like now you get actors who are like, oh, they do a lot of Netflix stuff. Yeah, like, you're right. They're you're like right. kind of like Netflixy actors. Yeah, they're like, yeah. oh, they're on a lot of Hulu things. You know that that tends to happen more now. Yeah, yeah. I also think yeah. that production in general has become a little decentralized. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's Actors. not like all in LA anymore. That yeah, that's a that's a big part of it as well. Is that like yeah. not all of it is being shot in LA? The vast majority of it now is not being shot yeah. in LA. So it's, right. it's all in Canada and fucking Canada and Georgia and like South yeah. Carolina and stuff like yeah. that. The finger thing means the taxes. Oh, and then and then so you do see Picard riding the horse. I forgot about that. <laughs> but you know what? It's it's uh, oh, everyone watch it. Everyone watch the scene. I don't think it's him. <gasps> it's not. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't think it's him. Hang on, hang on. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've, I've watched it three times. I don't think it's him. Even even when they he's approached on the horse, maybe. But in the wide shot, it's not him. Well, he's clearly on the horse in a shot. <laughs> yeah, but this shot is not him. This this man has a bunch of hair. A bunch mm. of curly hair. Okay. Okay. Um, anyway, <clears throat> so and then in the close up, it's him because see, in the close up, he's got short hair buzzed on the side. That's true. Yeah, this guy uh, has way too much hair. Yeah, yeah this and guy he's and- way paunchier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so he finds uh, Data finds Picard, no, but there's a shot of Picard approaching Data on the horse, and no, he's definitely I, on the horse. I know. I, I'm not questioning that shot but the wide shot is not him okay okay yeah yeah okay so yeah he uh patrick stewart can ride a horse confirmed though yeah yeah uh can ride so a horse then, at least a few yards yeah <laughs> and so uh basically uh, he says uh he tells picard what, what happened like he's like hey i found a message and and then i responded to the message the message was is there anybody out there and i responded to it and it turns out it's a little girl and this planet's gonna explode and blah blah and that's when the conundrum happens which is the prime directive bullshit Fucking yeah stupid shit i let's see this is okay this was the episode that i was saying a while back i was like there's actually a good prime directive episode coming up and i was talking about this one yeah you lied to us dude <laughs> I, 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 okay I, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna <laughs> like file in directly behind ricardo about this like i do 
think that at least thus far, it probably is my favorite Prime Directive like centered episode. Mm-hmm. But the, there's there's nuance to it. I think there's discussion to be had. I'm not even sure how I feel about everything as a whole just yet. I think I think the main reason why it's a good Prime Directive episode is because there is that meeting later where everyone is in yeah, where they room. actually try to like discuss you know the merits of the Prime Directive yeah like, as as an establishment and, and I like I really like the characters so it's not it's not a coincidence that both Jordy and Pulaski are on Data's side and they are both trying to fight for his cause and everyone else is kind of not you know. I, I right. like the character work happening there. I like that there's a discussion on whether what the merits and like nuances of the prime merit, the, the prime directive should be, you know, it, right. Other episodes of prime directive, there's been very little discussion on what the fuck it actually is. Yeah. <laughs> like, like this episode actually bothered to like go into it's, it and go, it's Optimus prime <laughs> he shows up. He's like the prime directive. And he's like, roll out. <laughs> that is a directive. Yeah. That's, it's a very simple. <laughs> Yeah, the prime directive is to roll out. (laughs) It's an if-then statement. If you are an Autobot, then roll out. (laughs) Yeah, dude. I think I think they should combine the universes, dude. What if they're out there and they find they find the Autobots? I'm almost certain there's a Transformers meets Star Trek comic out there. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of the. If not that, there's fan fiction. Isn't it? What's the planet called? The Cybertron. Yeah, I'm sure Cybertron's just there as a planet somewhere in Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. Um, If anybody finds some Star Trek versus Predator, uh, like literature <laughs> there is a, literally a comic book called star trek versus transformers there you go no way up, now looks like a predator uh no that that hasn't happened yet i'm gonna, right. I'm gonna lobby for quentin tarantino to do that <laughs> <laughs> write that the, comic ricardo yeah 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 dude yeah where picard says if it bleeds we can kill it <laughs> if it bleeds that'd be so sick <laughs> Yeah, it, like Picard's yeah. forced to like, yeah, yeah. We come like just failed. Riker's like, Riker's like, Captain. I don't think we could beat this thing. It's already taken out Data. Oh, Worf. <laughs> oh man, uh, the crazy part about the Jordy. Star Trek versus Transformers thing is apparently it's very well regarded. Nice. <laughs> Jordy tried to fight it with his Predator vision, but it, I feel like comics are the only strong. place where like such stupid ass <laughs> crossovers can happen and be good. Yeah, because yeah, they they're allowed to do what they want. <laughs> yeah, basically. If it bleeds, we can kill it. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Number one. He's like, I'm gonna need some rope and take my shirt. Number one. Picard <laughs> takes off his shirt and he starts making a, a, a deadfall trap Ugh, without a shirt on. Anyway, so then um we have another stupid scene with Wesley asking for advice because he oh, I don't know what to do. Oh, Riker, please help me. And um, have in ten forward. Yeah, ten forward. Uh. And so ten uh, fucking Rikers hanging out with his lady dude, and clearly he's getting her liquored up, dude. Because uh, <laughs> you know it's he just hooked up with Deanna Troy. You know he's mm-hmm. he's in the mood. He's in the mood for love. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. He gives, um, he gives her a tender kiss on the forehead. Yeah, dude. And then fucking Wesley Wait, does he? And he yeah, yeah. As he's passing by, he gives her a drink and he gives her a tender kiss on the forehead. Yeah, oh, sure. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. More on the hair, really. It's kind mm-hmm. of a kiss on the her 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 bouffant hair. But there's it's it, this is really cool. I do dig this part where Wesley comes in all 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 uh, like bothered, and it's funny because there's a guy in front of of a Riker, and I wish so so okay. I'm gonna try to explain it for the listeners. 
uh, Wesley comes in and he immediately, the shot is on him and he points to the left. Like, let meet me here. Meet me there. You mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And, and then they pan over and it's Riker. Uh, and he's waiting for the drinks that he just ordered. And mm. next to him is the random guy who's also looking at Wesley. I really wanted that random guy to go, are you talking to me? Mm. Are you talking to Shago? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and and this, like, no, this is the random scene yeah, where there's confusion. Not you. Not you the other, <laughs> but, forget it, dude. Yeah, yeah, like, the random guy also has the goofiest like smile on his face. Yeah, dude. He looks yeah, like some he 50s looks- diner guy that yeah. like... Like yeah. got stuck in the future, and he's like, "Gee, yeah. what golly whiz! What what a crazy place this is!" Yeah, yeah. Uh, it looks like somebody Shia LaBeouf in Indiana Jones would fight <laughs> in the diner. Oh, yeah, in the in the in that diner scene. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Um. So anyway, so and I like how Riker is like he doesn't he doesn't really give him like a he's about to give him like a, Oh boy, you're cock blocking. But, but he's like, Oh, I'll see you. Like he kind of like, it's a very like, okay, I, I, I'll deal with you. And I'll, then, then I'll deal with my lady problems, you know? Yeah. But yeah, then yeah. when he tells the lady is, is what's so telling. And I really love how he says family emergency. That is awesome. That's what I really liked mm, that yeah. he, he considers Wesley his family. Like, cause you know, cause his deadbeat dad and his deadbeat <laughs> mom aren't around. So he's gotta be a dad. Uh, yeah. I like Riker a lot. I guess I guess he's our Captain Kirk. You said right before you said this before. Yeah, he's he was supposed um, to be the captain. He was the backup. If if the show was going going poorly, they were going to fire Picard and have Riker take over. Basically, fire him or kill him or kill yeah. him off. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Matt, how badass would it be in the first first season? Midway that would through be the season, kind of badass, off, right? Dude. Like that'd yeah. be like really shocking, you know. Yeah. But you know, but and then Picard, Picard shows up, up cool. in a like a That's really how- white Enterprise, like a season <laughs> later, so wearing. <laughs> Everyone's yeah. wearing white uniforms. Uh, <laughs> they should have done that for Picard. We just came Picard. out of the Balrog system. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's what they should have done with Picard is Picard uh, shows up in the first episode. He fucking gets shot, dude. Mm. Boom. He dies. And then Wesley takes on the mantle. <laughs> Oh, they s- they Wesley send in Will Wheaton now. Yeah. Oh no! Yeah, and he's he's oh. he's got the beard, and he's like, uh, "You were my father, but my real father was Riker because he raised me, <laughs> not like you, you deadbeat bitch." And he spits on fucking Picard's body. Right. Uh, man, I gotta start writing some of this. Fan. <laughs> now, here, here's here's the here's the twist that will save Star Trek. You ready? Yeah, Picard. I'm sure this has already been a, an actual theory people have put forth. Picard is. Actually, Wesley old. Oh, and it's been him all this time. No, that's given the history. That actually doesn't work at all. Don't worry. Just <laughs> slingshot around the sun a few times. It'll work. It'll work. Then yeah, travel no, over the, no, Then no. then pass over no. that vortex a couple times. It mixes Something their histories work. together. It's like oh, I'm out, I've been out of phase for eighty three years. Wesley, yeah, yeah. aka Picard. myself. Picard has a clone, and it's Wesley, and then Wesley grows up, and it's Tom Hardy. <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, my God. We figured it out. And dude. if you uh, toss in some goatees, it, it, it almost doesn't matter who's who's what. Yeah. Call him yeah. Razal Ghul. Someone's evil. <laughs> well, you say Tom Hardy, but yeah. he he is I know. literally a clone monster. Yeah. In the, oh, so, okay. I thought you, you brought up. I, I, I've seen the, the audition tape, which is very intense. So oh, I yeah. He was in yeah, it. yeah. Okay. Okay. Tom yeah, Hardy yeah. is a badass guy. Tom, Tom Hardy is is an incredible actor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. If 
when he's given the he's a little he's weird an incredible in Venom. actor who's who manages to say the fewest words yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, the only reason he's weird in venom is because he has no direction so he's just being yeah, like i'll yeah, just yeah, i'll just do yeah. what i need to do <laughs> yeah and also like the thing about him in venom is that like Tom Hardy's really good at knowing what movie he's in, which a lot of actors don't. Yeah, he's aware like, that this is going to be schlock. To- I think yeah, he tone. knew that he right knows away. Tone. He he gets yeah, tone yeah. really right away. Yeah, like, okay, true. let's see, let me look around me. Okay, 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 I could play it up. I could ham it up. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't yeah. do that in other movies. He just hams it up on Venom. Uh, yeah, because he I knows he can. It, yeah, yeah, and like, and that's the thing. Like, even in like Mad Max, he was just like he hated being there. Apparently, um, on the set of Mad Max, but. I think he still understood what he needed to do as a character works perfectly. Yeah. yeah and he knows he, he knows he's the closest we can get to Steve McQueen, modern mm. Steve McQueen. Cause I think Mm-mm. Steve McQueen did a lot of acting without any words. It was mm-hmm. just like, like think about like, sorry, I'm sorry we're going on this tangent, but I love fucking Tom Hardy, but <laughs> like Tom Hardy in like Dunkirk, he's oh, yeah. doing all his acting with the top of his nose and his eyes. Mm. That's looking, it. Just looking. And he's yeah. doing a great job of it. Yeah. So, He's badass. I I want him in more things. I want him in in my Predator versus Star Trek movie. Uh, all right. So then he asked uh, Wesley asks he basically asked uh, Riker for for advice about. He's like, hey, I told this guy to do something. He said no. He didn't say no, but he basically like gave me the runaround. And he's like, he basically says like, well, what does your what does your gut tell you? And it's advice about whether you should follow your gut or not. And he basically says like, hey, you're not going to be right all the time. Sometimes yeah, don't you're be afraid to be orders. wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's fine. It's going to happen. I'm always wrong, but I say it like I'm right and I'm never wrong. <laughs> That's the secret. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's also the secret to arguing. If you know how to argue, you're never wrong. Yeah. It's also um, the secret sure. to being a man. You can kind of just be like, oh, no, that was like how I was. Yeah, that's a, that's how and then other other people will be like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're like, "That's the that's how I found the car. It was, it was crashed." <laughs> no, but it, you clearly have alcohol in your breath. No, that 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 was um, <laughs> I was washing my mouth with Listerine while I was driving. Yeah, I, I had was, a lot uh, of those pocket strips. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was really. I mean, that's how my mouth my, was when I got here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My sugar was really low, and so I had to. Um, well, there was a beer in the back. <laughs> I don't want to go into the diabetic coma. I needed the carbs, man. <laughs> I needed the carbs. Uh, all right. So then he he basically gives him advice and 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 he leaves him with with those words of wisdom, like, "Hey, don't 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 let ego get in the way. Just do 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 what your gut tells you. You're pretty smart." Blah blah. blah. And, and actually, the most important bit of that entire conversation, the best advice that he can give Wesley is. What would Picard do? Yeah. That is pretty good. Yeah. yeah. He'd probably fuck somebody and then have a kid with him and then leave him <laughs> and then never That's not bad kid. advice in, like in general, man. Yeah. That's true. Just go by what Picard would do. Like, yeah. you're probably going to do at least an okay thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So then uh, he goes, he, he like, he has to like, he basically leaves. He's got to go. Oh, he gets called. He gets called with it, through the little thing. Mm. And his next telephone. And he's like, oh, I gotta go. He's like, but anyway, he's like, that's that's what that's what command is all about. Like, just you know, you gotta, yeah. Because he basically says, what if you make the wrong decision and people die? And he's like, well, that's that's what being command is. You yeah, know? yeah. So fuck you, deal with it, dude. <laughs> and then <laughs> fuck you, Wesley, and he walks away. <laughs> <Wesley. Yeah. laughs> and then, yeah. um, 
And then he walks over to his lady friend and he gives her a kiss, like, on the side. It's not quite, like, the cheek, mm. but it's, like, above her ear, kind of. It's very sensual, I think. <laughs> and she turns around, and she she's, like, blushing, dude. And she turns around, mm. and she's like, oh, boy. Ooh. Oh, that She's Riker. so smitten. Yeah, mm. yeah. Even and, though and he, he didn't talk to her at all, like, <laughs> yeah. put down a drink, talked to his, his kid, and then yeah. said, all right, baby, I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta go. I gotta go see about a horse. And, and he's like, literally, there's a horse in the hall deck that I gotta go see. It's fucking shat everywhere. Uh, so, so anyway, uh, so anyway, Wesley goes back to to the team, and he's like, he's like, Ensign Davies, give me that report. And Davies is like, got it. I'm on it, dude. I'll be, I'll see you in five hours. And he went and took a nap for four hours. <laughs> to yeah, like with, with your new insight, I can I can now understand his attitude. At first yeah, I right? was like, why does he just roll the fuck over after yeah. giving so much resistance to the yeah. scene prior? Yeah. But, but you have given me a decent explanation as to why. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You work smart. You make sure you make sure the door is closed. Yeah. And then takes if it. If you out. work some <laughs> yeah, if you work smart enough, you can look like you're working harder. Yeah. Yeah. Work smarter, not harder. That's that's, that's why I always when we when I pick computers and when Marvin and I were working, I picked the last computer because it mm. gives you time to to figure out like well, how am I, how do I pretend to look busy? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was actually always right near the computer near the the door. Uh, so that's just how I rolled. Uh, you want to take the you want to take the brunt of the hit. I like that. Dude. <laughs> I like that. Actually, you know, I I I, I mean. I I work I I fuck around a lot like and I say like at work I fuck around a lot but I I got a lot of work done I'm yeah. not a, I'm not a lazy person listen I just, listen I just want my listeners to know that <laughs> <laughs> again work smarter not harder yeah, that's yeah. that's the motto uh and always prayed about ghoul um and so <laughs> yes. and so they have um they have this meeting the breakers called this meeting where they're talking about what they're gonna do with this message so basically what it comes down to. God, it's so difficult to talk about this dude. <laughs> Basically, he made data made contact with somebody they shouldn't have made contact with, mm-hmm. and now they know that they're they know that the planet's going to blow up. Um, unless Wesley could find a report on why it's going to blow up and find find out a way to fix it, mm-hmm. um, which is a tall order for a goddamn kid. Yeah. The same entire out, like, like species. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, you know how that little thing we gave you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, well, we can't talk to them. We can't evacuate them. Uh they're like, okay, okay. Um, I'm following you. Um, but you could warn them to go into to a different planet. Oh, sure, 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 sure. But they're gonna die. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you don't figure out how to fix the planet, so you do it secretly. Yeah. So it's it's a very it's this is a very jumbled episode and uh, and and, and the the farther it gets the, the and then like data's so smart like why would he make a stupid mistake like this like he knows the prime directives we've discussed the prime directives with data before yeah i maybe it's, it's mistake maybe dude. it's precisely because the prime directive is so poorly defined that data can't follow it correctly yeah i guess it so. could I mean, be like, that <laughs> and i also think it's partly because i mean data is willing to sometimes do things that he out of curiosity and also he thinks is correct you know so he's he's not necessarily like you know the measure of a man like he resisted getting his brain taken apart you know the whole time you know yeah and and they were also trying to show off like how he did show off human traits of like you know things that could be interpreted as vanity right like, right the effects that he saved for himself 
and you know all that stuff like it was all there to show you like hey data does like have these sorts of human traits too if you look closely yeah so i so i think it's it's kind of about that but i i do think i do think the writing does a trick in order to kind of obfuscate a lot of the steps to reach this point by having the eight week skip i think because they do that the point where data that's one of the unfortunate things about the episode is that yeah. uh, you, you don't see why they're friends. You're just told eight weeks later, they are now friends, which is not good writing. No, it's not. Sh- you show it, don't tell it, right? And the central premise of this episode is based on a, a tell, not a show. So I think that's what makes the emotional stakes of it much weaker because you don't, you never reached a point where you as the audience also care about this girl as much as data essentially does. It's just yeah, more, it's more like, of a moral quandary versus an emotional quandary, but the show want, but the episode wants it to be based in emotion, not just the morality of it. So I think it's a bit of a missed opportunity. I wonder if this is what was lost when they fiddled with the episode more. And um, I think too, that there's another, there's another aspect here. It's like, I think part, part of why they handle the situation the way they do is because this is data we're talking about and this is his friend. Mm. Like, like it isn't just the fact that there is a single entity hanging in the balance. Like, there, this isn't all about one life. This is about data's friend. And that right, actually right. carries extra weight in this conversation with this crew because they're trying to acknowledge, like, the humanity of, like, or, or the weight that, the very real weight of human connections you you establish with each other. Right, which is, like... You know, and and that does help establish some of the quandaries of Prime Directive. It's like if she wasn't his friend, you know, they probably wouldn't have done this. Yeah, they probably would just let the planet explode. You know, so like the morality of it's weird. The it's it's I feel and, like and like yeah. and it's arguable that like part of Picard's point is like the reason why the Prime Directive exists is so that we don't get into this situation. Yeah, we we just if we didn't make away. contact, then we wouldn't be emotionally affected. And now we're now we're doing this. We're doing this. Now. Yeah, which helps explain what why the Prime Directive is useful better. That's one of the things I like about the episode. Like it, it helps establish, hey, there's a reason why we have the Prime Directive. This is why. Like it, it helps yeah, like us our fallib- av- avoid it, it, it this It helps quandary. corral our own fallible human emotions. Yeah, we don't have to get stuck, caught up in the the emotions of it, but. You know, it, it it does leave something to be desired in terms of uh, understanding the emotional weight of it. I think I I just don't think that's there. It's all more. It's all morality. Very little emotional connection, which is problematic. But yeah, that's kind of weird because, like, yeah, I understand what you mean by like a lack of emotional connection of the audience to Sarjenka and her situation, but the entire like argument being made by data and and everyone on his side is like this is an this is an emotional connection that we have and we have to act because exactly listen to her on the radio over there see how scared she or hear how scared she is yeah yeah i think once you finish the episode and you see how like data has this thing and and he's like well that's what that's kind of a human characteristic what he says at the end Mm -hmm. you realize that that, like it's just pushing data to be more human that's what this whole fucking stupid episode is. About. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, yeah, and, that, that's absolutely correct. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So anyway, so I'm going to switch over to the other side, uh, which is Wesley's storyline, mm-hmm. where he be- they basically figure out, because of the test they ran, they figure mm-hmm. out what's wrong with the planet and, and why they're blowing up. And they're like, 
And he basically says, can we find out how to reverse it? And Wesley's like, well, we, we probably can. And Picard's like, no, don't, don't. This is a yes or no. And mm-hmm. he's like, and then the, the girl, the, the Tori Spelling's mom is like, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. Don't worry about it. Mm. We're, we're, we're going to go study this. And so they go figure it out. And look, all in all, I get, I get that. And, and this is a problem with like, with privilege and like getting like the, like this, like <laughs> at this, at the same time, if you're, if you're in privileged position and you get chances to, to, to jump the line or, or do things that you, that they're above your pay grade or above you, mm-hmm. you also have to rise to the occasion. Cause if you don't mm. deliver, then they're like, well, we gave you a chance and we gave, we took you to the top. We put you in front of the line, but you fucked up. So fuck you. Get back. So, I mean, he does a really good job at at least doing the right thing and pushing this team in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And it okay. shows that I, I, it pains me to say this, but that Wesley's gut is kind of, he's got a good sense of, of, of what to do. And mm. he, he probably could be, I don't know. I don't know how far this series goes with with wesley but it looks like he could be a good leader i mean that i'm that's what this episode is trying to set up for him yeah is that hey a future captain and waiting to happen sort yeah. of thing he's gonna go join captain uh jim kata and uh <laughs> and, and seduce the lady seduce ladies <laughs> although um, to be fair there were two episodes in the first season that made it look like jordy might become a captain that happened twice yeah yeah yeah, yeah and, there have been uh, various moments where like yeah other crew members data, have had data, a taste of authority, authority or needed yeah, to assume data was in charge for- of a ship a few times the last episode was all about Riker becoming a captain so yeah so it, it happens to everyone i guess everyone's yeah. captains <laughs> and, uh, i we all are the captain now yeah. Um yes. so and he and so there's a scene where 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 Data's talking to 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 Picard and and he's like he's like he gets his Earl Grey tea. Now we're starting to see it more often. Yeah, uh, number two. Yeah. Hot. I'm trying to keep track now. Earl Grey tea. Hot. <laughs> it's great that like is I, this wait, wait, are you counting the one that was that came out wrong? Yeah, the, yes. yeah, yeah. So this is the first time I, we're actually seeing the tea. Yeah, all yeah. I am counting is anytime he says tea, Earl Grey, hot. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. If he says it, then it's enough. It's funny because Data walks in, right? To, to is it? I for, I for, I I am I'm not looking at the scene right now. It was Data that walked in, right? Yeah. Or was it? Yeah. Data walks in and uh, he's, he's like, uh, Mr. Uh, Captain, may I talk to you? And Picard ignores him and keeps going <laughs> yeah, to yeah. the replicator <laughs> and goes, like, I can't talk until I've had my tea. Great, <laughs> hot. And he takes a sip and he goes, oh, Okay, let's talk. <laughs> what's funny is that after data says like his first like line to him as he's stirring his tea then picard looks up and goes what <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck are you here for um so then then we have the whole scene because so like he has delivered the message for them to 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 basically get out of the planet but he lets data go deliver the, the message directly it's mm. really weird like it's just like a constant they constantly are doing things that question their intelligence uh, and, and i hate that and i hate that so much um but here's where my imagination ran wild i'll tell you and we're getting to it so he goes down okay. data goes down to the planet and he sees that the it's exploding there it's basically krypton they're in krypton mm-hmm. uh, yes. and they're trying to reverse uh, the 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 implosion and before yeah. they send superman to earth and yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly cause chaos so, um, <clears throat> but, but she's there and she's alone now. And sh- so he takes her up to the ship, 
right? Mm-hmm. He takes her up to the ship, and and first of all, he he takes her out of the bridge, out of the transporter room, which is a, a serious violation of of germs, dude. Yeah, you, Ian Miles O'Brien's like, like you're taking her, mm-hmm. like she shouldn't. She, she, we don't know what kind of germs she has. She, well, to be fair, every transporter some sort yeah. of biofilter or yeah, something. Yeah, a filter. I think, every, think they've yeah. offhandedly mentioned that as well, like shit a, has gone through that filter tons exactly, of times. Exactly, exactly. So, what like, if she spits on somebody and she's like, they're like, oh my god, she's got alien spit. Oh, oh no, <laughs> she's a Dilophosaurus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but second of all, is this girl is really clingy. She's clingy to Data, and she's like, oh Data, don't leave me here alone, please. No, oh, no. Mm-hmm. And I thought this person. Is a little assassin, dude. She's gonna get to the bridge. She's gonna get to the bridge, and she's gonna pop out her gun and fucking shoot Picard, dude. I've been looking for you for three yeah. months. Yeah, Picard. I've traveled I mean, so she, long. She's been spending eight yeah. weeks slowly gathering yeah. intelligence. Yeah. yeah, that'd be a hell oh, of a you twist. Have, you have a captain. What's yeah. his name? Where does he well, live? I honestly, where does he sleep? Yeah. I honestly what is his greatest fear? This was going to happen. Seriously, dude. I thought she's going to roll up to the bridge and like fucking detonate a nuke or something. <laughs> and, and I thought, well, they, well, they wouldn't kill the whole thing, but I'm like, the, he's going to kill somebody in the bridge. Mm. Um, and I was wrong. I was totally wrong. And I let my inner imagination run, run wild. <laughs> um, it's very and, interesting. And, you have that instinct. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, know. <laughs> I mean, it's but like, as soon as Ricardo says it, I'm like, I could see that. Because think about it, she comes in, she's all timid, and then she, and then they're like, "We're gonna take you to the medical bay," and she's like, "No, Dana, I want to stay with you because I'm so scared." <laughs> and and I'm like, "Oh, she's playing it up, dude." As soon as as soon as she lets go of Data's hand, boom, in with a knife and fucking shanking somebody, dude. I think I've seen too many prison movies. Um, and but Deanna Troy does kind of sense like, "Oh, she's just scared," but 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 I'm like, "What if she, she's sensing that she's scared? Because she's got to kill the captain." Well, since we've already passed it, I do want to point out, like, I know that I've uh, started out earlier, you know, always calling Miles O'Brien a drunk, but Miles O'Brien's really good in this episode, too. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Right. Is it Riker or Data comes in just like, hey. uh, They both come in. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, hey. you didn't see nothing. Yeah, you're, you're taking yeah. a nap. And my mom's um, like, like, yeah, I I'm saw taking what? a nap I right didn't here. see it. Like, what are you, t- what are you talking about? Yeah, I'm taking a nap nothing. right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, he's, I told somebody I was running some tests. Uh, I t- told him that four, five hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, um, they have to do this thing with the planet where, like, they're going to do the thing that, that uh, Wesley wants, which is to, like, do this thing and it's going to fix the planet and stabilize it. Mm-hmm. And they have to do it, but this this girl won't, like, go fucking take his hand. She's very clingy, dude. Um, and her hair's a mess, dude. She's got to run a comb through that shit, dude. Yeah, yeah they- even even Newt from Aliens had, had better kept hair. <laughs> yeah, dude. And she was there alone for, like, months. I got to yeah. be honest. She, like... Were they just trying to make her look really, really weird? Because she just yeah. kind of looks kind. Of, this is really mean to say about a small child, but she looks kind of grotesque, right? Yeah, like, oh, like I think they paid special attention to making sure that I don't know. I think they tried to like keep the appealing, like, like they made sure that her eyes were mostly untouched. 
but it made like, her hey. it made the the amount of cheekbone and head bone makeup they put on well, her. the thing that keeps distracting me is how much they keep like i don't know if the director told her to do this or what but how often she holds up her hands and they like show off her long fingers her, yeah. her long pinky and stuff yeah it's like it just flops around it's clear she has no control over the joints yeah that's not great and, and also i feel like the the really big cheekbones and forehead make it look like it's a hu- like a full adult human head on a small child body, and that makes it feel really awkward. It looks like those I terrible. Feel like it's, it's not that far off the the mold that um, what's his face who's constantly vaping with the harmonica. What? Um, <laughs> you know, harmonica vape man. Zarlak, man, Zarlak, fish man. Oh, oh, yeah, oh that guy, that guy, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah like it looks like that like a similar design to that only that they like kind of stopped at the mouth kind of but but like the proportions to me it reminds me of like the horrific children in like la noir where they just don't look right they clearly stapled someone's an adult head onto a child yeah. clearly they didn't staple an adult head onto a child body in this show yeah. but the proportions just maybe, maybe, going, maybe like, the first thing that was like made was the prop of like her doll because yeah. that doll looks like absolute shit <laughs> it looks like a grotesque piece of shit yeah, and he's like, like you know what let's model her after this doll the prop all, department is says you know it's you gotta follow gross. what they did yeah 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 that doll's really bad <laughs> she's got this little alien girl's got a, a coke finger a coke pinky <laughs> <laughs> she does I she uses the whole pinky to scoop yeah, up a can, whole yeah. thing of coke yeah <laughs> i think her whole cheating man like cocaine dude <laughs> Look, look at her hair. That's why her hair, her, her hair is disheveled, and it's got a bunch of glitter on it because yeah. they, they're cocaine. That's glitter not glitter. Co- it's glitter colored. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you mentioned Chucky <laughs> last week, and that's total like Chucky hair. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, boy. So anyway, so um, they send those things into the planet, and they save the planet. And then um, Data's walking back. Cause they got to send her to Medical Bay. And Data's mm. walking back with her, and there's a dude behind Data, and he is fucking ripped as shit, dude. That guy fills <laughs> out the, that guy fills out the uniform perfectly. Like he's like, they're like, oh, give him an extra large, and he's like, oh, barely gonna fit in this. And it's oh, like, that's he, true. Wow, he's, yeah, he's, he's he's like a he's that that is a security strong, guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah dude, he's that, definitely yeah. security. In yeah. fact, I think he might have shown up earlier, like as part of war security details before. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, Pulaski is going to wipe, wipe her memory. She's going to do the old um, noisy cricket. What is it called? The neuralizer. Yeah, the neuralizer. <laughs> Only um, that they, it doesn't work nearly as efficiently. They have to kind of eternal sunshine of the spotless minded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Takes um, a little while. So, so she sees a rock and she's like, what is this? And and, and Pulaski's like, oh, this is a weird, this is a, a singing stone, a Mexican singing stone. It sings mariachi music. And and she and she's like, oh, this is so cute. And she's holding it, and 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 uh, and and Data's like, yeah, it's fine. It's, it's not, it doesn't it doesn't sing for me. I had to really turn up my volume to even hear what was coming out of the yeah, stone. Yeah, it's quite and, low. And, yeah, and it's like it's, it's a, just like a tone, man. Yeah, it, yeah. it, it was like, hardly a song. It sounded like this, <laughs> but it was all it's, it was all accordion and and mariachi. <laughs> oh man, don't badmouth accordion or. or Maracas, man. <laughs> no, no, it's Marachi style. So, Marachi's so, great. Yeah. So they, they they lay her down and they they do the neuralizer on her. 
Mm-hmm. And then Data goes and takes her back to her her home planet, but he leaves her the singing rock, the Mexican singing rock. <laughs> so when she wakes up, she's probably going to remember Data. And, yeah, and he the, fucked that, up the timeline. Yeah, yeah sure did. <laughs> he, that that pervert Data can't that, stop making horrible decisions vis a vis the Prime Directive. Yeah, the pervert that that kidnapped her. She'll remember him <laughs> forever. God damn it, Data, oh, you bitch ass fool. And then he goes back and he's he's talking. He is, first of all, Wesley like. He, uh, Riker gets up and he's like, "You did a good job, dude. I love you, son. I mean, no, I mean, uh, Wesley." <laughs> um, and then Data comes in and he's he's talking about he goes and talks to the captain. Basically, like he's got to apologize because he really fucked up this whole thing. He really fucked it up. Yeah, he went really outside of the bounds of what he normally should be doing as like third in command of the ship. Yeah, yeah, that's essentially what he is. <laughs> Dory should run some tests on him. And the captain's like, the captain's like, ah, no apology necessary. It's like, no, he, this is a a bitch ass Wesley move where he almost (laughs) killed everybody. Oh, no, no, no one was in danger. That's the thing. It's not like Wesley where he literally put the ship in danger of an explosion. I will give data that this was about saving a life rather than endangering everyone's lives. Yeah. If it went badly, um, no one would be saved. If it went correctly, like it did, everyone is saved. You know, like, it's not like, you know, he, he would kill everyone, but it's just, I, I feel like the story takes a few liberties with what characters are doing just for the sake of like narrative, like not narrative, but like, uh, the setup. Like the setup just has to exist in order for the story yeah. to work. Yeah. Yeah. But they're not like, well, a lot of it's not well motivated. You know, why, why True. is data doing this project? Yeah. It's really weird. Well, you know, d- d- it, it all comes down to this last line in the episode, which is uh, a thing uh, Picard says, which is remembrance and regrets. Uh, they're, they're all part of friendships, friendships and understanding mm-hmm. that he says has brought you a step closer to understanding humanity, which mm-hmm. is. The whole thing about this episode. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, But that scene kind of like, I I have a slight issue with that scene just because of how uncomfortable Picard had visibly been all throughout this whole process. He seems to be his Earl Grey tea. (laughs) Yeah. Like the whole time he's like, oh God, like you're, like yeah, he now keeps this, talking. To, like, yeah, when they talk to Riker, he's like, "How deep are we in now?" Yeah, they, yeah, I really neck. like that they yeah, do that. I like they that. gesture like that. to each other. How, how deep are we over their heads? The, the yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's good. He's like, like about that now? Thing he's, that like, they do. he's like, I got shit coming out of my eyes, man. So, like the way he just like just sweeps all in the rug and like just gives him some. It feels like a platitude to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, that was that was pen pals. Right. I also want to point out that we never see um what God, what's her name? Uh Zendaya. What? Um, <laughs> what? Zendaya. <laughs> Sarjenka. Oh. She never wakes up. Oh no, she's dead. She could We be never dead, see her conscious again. No, no. The, the We don't know what the memory wipe succeeded. They didn't check to see if it didn't just put her in a coma or something. <laughs> uh, she's dead. She wakes up and she's like the Encino man. She can't talk. <laughs> Okay, so here's a question for you now. What do Captain Picard's captain's logs look like throughout this experience? Oh, he just stopped doing logs. <laughs> He's like, oh, we can't, we can't he get does, in trouble. Yeah. There is a log midway through the episode where he confirms that they are responding to a distress signal. Quote. See, yeah, that's allowed. That's not an, That allows them to circumvent the prime directive because once they were directly contacted with a plea for help, they were allowed to be like, okay, someone's asking for help, uh, help outside of... All right, but yeah. directly prior to that, uh, I guess you can just leave out the part where they 
where data kind of forced them to hear a distress signal. Yeah, it's fine. He just fudged <laughs> up the, the yeah, report. Yeah. And it's fine. yeah, like I, I just want to hear like what his version of events is in the um, logs. I just want to see. He probably did it like I do timesheets, which is if you don't do them <laughs> enough, <laughs> eventually you're like, well, if I do my timesheets, it's going to cut in. It's it's probably like five hours of fucking OT <laughs> just to do my timesheet. <laughs> and they're like, it's fine. Just tell us how much OT you did. <laughs> Oh boy! And well, that's anyway. how you get away from from doing timesheets. <laughs> what would you guys give the episode? I put this, I think, in the seven ish range. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Around seven. I agree. Wow. I, I, I'd give wow. it like a seven. Yeah, I I like the premise. I think the execution is just not there emotionally. I think that's the main problem with the show. Is that the episode is just that it, it didn't like. I didn't talk too much about the Wesley plotline myself, but um, I do relate a lot to Wesley's plight because this is just a quick personal note for me. Like at, at my work where I happen to work, um, like a, a while back, I was kind of promoted over people who are older than I was. Mm. And I had this period of time where I was like, I don't know how comfortable I am, you know, ordering people so much older than I around mm. um, or like, you know, telling them what to do, not exactly ordering them around, but, you know, just having a, a higher ranking position and all that. And eventually I became the supervisor of that team. Mm-hmm. Um, and pretty much everyone, you know, there was older than me. Um, so like w- Wesley's dilemma really resonated with me when I first saw this episode, like however many years ago. And it, you know, brought back those feelings again as I watched it. So hmm. that bit, I also like, like, that's the part that I think I enjoy the most about it, about this episode too. And I also, uh, like we discussed earlier, I like that they actually try to discuss the nuance of the prime directive. Yeah. Yeah. And I, something, that's... which is the, something that they hadn't done before. And I also want to point out how funny it was that Dr. Pulaski, like after Worf says, you know, we should, we shouldn't do anything. And Pulaski says, well, I think that's kind of cowardly. And Worf is like, the fuck you just say? And then Picard's like, I, I'm sure Dr. Pulaski didn't mean that, Worf. You know, just, just calm no, down. She, yeah, she's willing to start don't, fights. Don't yeah. rip her arms off. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Did you ever tell Carl to shut the fuck and do, we, do what you're telling him, Dan? <laughs> you're like, Carl, shut the fuck up, you old piece of shit. Just do what I'm telling you to do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if there's a Carl at your work. Um, <laughs> Fortunately not. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give it a four. Wow. That's yeah. super that's low. That's pretty dang low. Yeah, all right, dude. All right, all right. I was limboing. Right. How low can you go? <laughs> well, all right. Well, that's fine. That was that was pen pals. Then so. catch me on a bad day. I might demote it to a six. Yeah, I yeah, I'm giving dude. it a seven because I recognize the flaws, but I like the I like the concept of the episode. And when I first watched it when I was younger, I, I really liked it. But you know, that's just that's just nostalgia. But anyway, this was, that was an episode of Newbie Star Trek. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, if you like the episode, it'd be great if you could uh, give us a review on Apple Podcasts or Podcast Addict. That'd be pretty sick. Only if you want to, or don't. Or don't. It's fine. And also, uh, if you want to contact us, you can contact us at contact at newbiestartrek.com. I said contact three times in a row in one sentence. You, you should have made it first contact at, <laughs> at Newbie no, Star Trek. Not everyone gets to be first contact, okay? I guess Every, so. Everyone, yeah. you know, that's... I intentionally well, made it just Ostensibly, everyone could get their own first contact. 
Yeah. No. You should, no. You should name the, the it email. It wouldn't be our first, first contact. contact. It would be their first it's contact. Our, it's from our perspective. Okay. 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 So you could have okay. called it your first contact at newbiestartrek.com, but even yeah. that wouldn't apply to people who try to write multiple emails. Your first us. contract? It's like, that's the, it's like, you have answered you referring to me. That is Which incorrect. Is incorrect. <laughs> the correct answer is you. You should have named it Contact <laughs> by Carl Sagan, starring Jodie Foster <laughs> and Matthew McConaughey. Wait, was Carl Sagan involved with Contact? Yeah, I, yeah. Thought he, I thought he wrote the book. Uh, he didn't write the book. I think he was heavily involved in the creation of the movie and like the lot of the scientific That's stuff around yeah, the movie. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, uh, was he like the principal like consultant or oh, something? Oh yeah. Okay. The, the the novel is based is written by Carl Sagan. Yes. See, so, dude. Like God he is a writer Martin, first and foremost. Trying to steal my thunder, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. I'm sorry. Well, maybe Martin, not do first we have and any foremost, mail? but he was famous for books before contact, he was famous for other stuff. We do have mail this week. This t- this week it's from uh, our friend Nate, who oh. uh, wrote the wrote and performed and composed the song for yeah. our two our two songs, uh, Earl right. Grey Hot, which is our theme song, and Around the Sun. Um, so he asks, "Hey, fellas, why do you think crew members never lock the holodeck doors?" When they're having their weird fantasies in there. And if you had <laughs> access to the holodeck, what would be your fave program? Would you lock the doors? P.S. 311 sucks. Nate. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nate knows what's up. Uh, I like Nate already, dude. <laughs> I'm actually in the dark about this. What's 311? 311 oh, is a band. a band you never want to listen to, dude. <laughs> okay. I think yeah. he says that because when we first heard the theme song, I, I mentioned he, something about 311. Yeah. It, it was just like it just gave me like a beachy vibe, but <laughs> Nate, I, I didn't mean it as a bad thing. It's it's just uh it gave me a, a beachy vibe, but I I too hate ni- uh 311. I hate 911. I hate all the 11s. <laughs> uh 7-11? 7-Eleven? Fuck them, dude. Why do they have oh. locks on their doors if they're open all the time? Um, <laughs> Damn. Oh, that's deep. Yeah. Oh, um, so, anyway, I what were we talking about? Were we talking about well, ratings? So, so I, I don't know where why, I'm at. Why, why do you, why oh, do you think they lock their off. holodeck doors? And if I you had access to the holodeck, what would you do? A, I think they're perverts, and they're the type of people that are like, they're like, oh, oh, you come, you caught me naked. It's like, no, you didn't, you didn't <laughs> lock that, the, yeah, you didn't lock the that. fucking bathroom door, you piece of shit. What a thrill! And then, uh, well, does anyone want to go and, and say why the they leave it open, and then we'll talk about our fantasies? No, I, I, I definitely lock. I lock things yeah. when I'm j- just doing nothing i just don't want people in the room <laughs> i i would it's fair, it's fair so, okay so uh, real talk here so before i had a kid i would not i would i would lock the door in the bathroom you know I, mm, I but now yeah yeah uh, but but here's a mm-hmm. weird thing so this is going to be a quick little deep dive i don't mind like i've i'll pee with the door open i don't mind it like i've uh-huh. i've talked to like um, cousins, friends, if, if like I'm tight with you and I'm, I'm having a deep conversation, I'll leave the door open so I could sk- still talk to you and I'll mm-hmm. just pee. I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. 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 But if I'm, if I'm doing other business, I, I close the door, right? Cause mm-hmm. you, you, you don't want weird sounds coming out of the bathroom. But sure. then when I had a kid, I started leaving it open so I could hear him and make sure he was mm-hmm. okay. But just recently, like I started closing it again. And if my wife's in the, in the house, I close it. I don't, do it i don't it's not open mm. but I, I started closing again and recently i wouldn't lock it because just like people know like if it's closed somebody's in there if it's open nobody's in there 
That's the right, rules right. of the house. Mm-hmm. No closed doors if, if there's nothing going on. So my kid does this thing where he'll kick the fucking door open. <laughs> and he'll be like, dad, come look at this thing. And it's like, dude, I'm going poop, my man. Close the fucking door. I'll look at your SpongeBob episode later. You ghoul. But he doesn't come in like normal. Like, hey, I mean, hold on. I knock and I open. No, he kicks the door open. open. <laughs> uh, so I'm starting to lock it now. So now like he, <laughs> it, he like karate chops the door and he's like, why is this locked? And it's like, because of you. That's why. <laughs> uh, that's good. That's good. So that's my, my locking. Um, that's my policy on locking doors. Uh, and what kind of fantasy you like to have? Yeah. What would you do in the holodeck? Look. You know what I would do? I I would throw on my Express VPN and go on, go on, yeah. go go see the Harp Ladies. You know. Uh, what about you, Dan? Well, that is a tempting, you know, use of it. <laughs> Not gonna lie. I mean, yeah. like that's like the main thing people would probably do with the holodeck. That's at least well, okay. Th- th- that's the thing. It's like the holodeck is literally infinite possibilities. Of yeah. course. Like, if you have free reign over use of one, that's at least something you should try. Yeah, some of it will be porn. Like, it's yeah, inescapable. Yeah. So, no, okay, so, yeah, so let's porn aside. Let's, okay, let's do porn okay. aside then. Okay, 100%, 100% Westworld, I'm killing somebody. 100%. Oh, oh <laughs> just, just, just like, just to, just to know what it's like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'd go there, but let Come me Come on, let man. Do you have some pent-up rage? <laughs> I mean, I mean, maybe you could set up like a like one of those like stress rooms where you destroy everything. Oh, you know? yeah, 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 that I can that I can dig. Yeah, or maybe some if if I can if I can if the holodeck can be programmed such that you actually have like powers and it fools you into thinking you have powers. Oh, it's like you know, it, like it lets you believe you can jump really high. Mm. Or or maybe even fly, you know, maybe superpowers. Yeah, yeah, basically, like th- those sorts of simulations would be pretty fun. Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. I actually, I was glad Nate asked this question because I actually have had a very specific fantasy about the holodeck oh. since I was in like middle school. All right, let's go for it. And okay, basically, thirteen. <laughs> basically, it's like a holodeck is the ultimate movie studio. Mm. You could make any movie you want and instantly that's true absolutely you know, well, i guess so i guess any so, yeah. actor you wanted any set you wanted any yeah. like type of premise you wanted so you would direct it or you, would you watch it that no i would want to use the holodeck as a way to make movies oh like, that's cool because when i was because when, when i was younger like to me the prospect of especially like when i was younger i also wanted to like make animations and like i can't animate for sh- i can't yeah. draw so like i can't really animate but, but i thought of like a holodeck it's like oh you can just like have it create things and you take pictures of it like and it doesn't have to be realistic right yeah so mm-hmm. you just create like a like a like a cg or or even like hand-drawn looking thing and on that you capture it or if you wanted to make a movie you're like ah, i would really love if brad pitt played this yeah oh i'll just make brad pitt in the holodeck yeah and you know just have brad pitt you know. plays geppetto <laughs> uh, you know what that's a very innocent and artistic fantasy and i commend you on it <laughs> I, I feel really perverted now <laughs> it's just something I, it's just something i what always do, ricardo of? i don't know murder and fucking uh, <laughs> you marvin oh, i don't know i would make a beautiful terrence malick style movie <laughs> with 
Because you know what? Filmmaking is hard. It'd yeah, be great it if is. a computer yeah. could just make the movie yeah. for me. <laughs> but, but don't you think that that's part of like art? Like that the fact that I agree. it's so hard that it's, now that it's, I'm older, like part of the magic of any artistic form that is collaborative. Distance. Yeah. Yeah. That's collaborative is part of yeah. like a good collaboration is larger than the sum of its collaborators, you know? So yeah. they, they all come together and create something. unique. If you did it artificially in a computer, it would be like, but well, I, I do like, think I feel like the fantasy. A, yeah. Sorry. No, no, no. I just think, but, but even if you did that, I feel like a holodeck would be still be a great way to be like, oh, uh, I need a set or I need yeah. to be at a location that is otherwise very difficult to reach. Well, know? exactly. Because like oftentimes in in the process of making a film or a movie or whatever it is, like you have ideas that, you know, would be best. Like, you know, you have your vision, right? Yeah. And the holodeck is, you know, is a solution to being able to get exactly what that vision is. Right. As yeah, opposed which, to compromising because you only found a location that has this, this, and this, and not everything you wanted right. or, you know, other things like that. Yeah. That so, being said, I do think a part of the most, some of the most interesting interactions in filmmaking come out because you had to compromise. Yep. And yep. like, you know, like a George Lucas, he but got those exactly are compl- what he wanted. But those are very unpredictable. So That's I, I do still think that ho- that the holodeck fantasy is being able to give you the best shot at producing your purest version of what you came up with. True. It's also right, essentially I'm gonna like- kill, a- and I'm going to stay with killing and fucking. <laughs> I'm not going to change my but what I'm okay. Basically, what I meant to boil it down to is like the holodeck is how you make a movie without being a collaborator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you wanted to just do it's it, the yourself, best way to make then, your then, yeah, movie yeah, that's yeah. just that would yours. be the way of doing it. Yeah, or you could just use it like yeah. a green screen, you know, and like instead of like imagining everyone's there, and then you know, instead of having Josh Brolin like look just look like Josh Brolin with in a thing and have like a cardboard Thanos head above him. He would look like Thanos. Yeah. Just make him look like Thanos. Yeah. And, and like, then okay, you'd oh. sell, you'd say cut and then he'd be like, uh, anybody have a, uh, whatchamacallits? Uh, I want one of those chocolates. Whatchamacallits. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, too inside for me. I know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But that's, that's, that was my, I, I, I'm trying to think if there's anything different. No, I, that, that's it, dude. Like, fucking, yeah. I asked my wife the other day, I was like, if there's I a I just West came up with a great simulation program. Yeah. <laughs> Ready? Yeah. You go inside. It's just a line of every breed of dog <gasps> sitting patiently waiting and for you, you to fight pet them. their head. You fight them? <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I went the wrong and way. And they all them. just want to be pet. Yeah. Like you just pet them. Yeah. Well, and they'll also wait patiently too, if you so wish. Yeah, 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 they're not all jumping like on you and stuff. They're, they're calm. Hundreds of dogs just jumping. I would, uh, I, I asked my wife this the other day. I was like, hey, if there's a Westworld type situation, is it cheating if, if you hook up with a with a robot whore? And she's like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> she's like, if we get to that to that technology, I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> like, I, I mean, that's a fair worry. answer. That's yeah, a very yeah. fair and measured answer because yeah. it's really hard to tell how you're going to feel. Also, because what if he says no? And then it happens next year, and I'm all out there at fucking Westworld, <laughs> killing people, fucking whores. Uh, I'm just like, you know, I, w- I know I made a decision at the time, but I had no idea that I would feel this way. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. didn't even think it was going to be real. Yeah. I was just joking. I didn't know Jeff Jeff Bezos was going to make Westworld. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking would. He would. Yeah, He's yeah, the yeah. guy who would. Yeah, yeah. He'd yeah, make 100%. it in space. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, thanks for the question, Nate. Yeah, that was good. Dude. That was good. That was good. That was good. 
So all right, all right. Thanks for listening to Newbie Star Trek, everybody. If you like Thank the stuff you. we've been doing in general, you can uh, check out our other podcast, Fugitive Frames Film Podcast. That's coming out. Just came out with the Marvel episode. Yeah, as so, been, you know, we've been talking about it now. for like months, but it's finally out. You can yeah. listen to it. It's the yeah. drunk check film it review. Out. It's just our friend Savannah shitting on the fucking Marvel universe. <laughs> we got a part two that we're recording soon. So. Which oh, is phase nice. two. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Listening to that, I was just like, God damn it. She really shits on this fucking series. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she loved the Thor movies, though. Because, you know, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. 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 No. Uh, spoiler it's- alert. But uh, we were a little <laughs> tipsy. So go check it out. There was a lot of yelling. Mm-hmm. Also, we have our YouTube channel, Fugitive Games. Yeah. And that is where we're doing LPs of stuff. Uh, right now, we're going through Shadow of the Colossus, going through. Batman Arkham Origins. Dan is streaming a lot of Greatest Attorney. And uh, I'm on the last case. So, yeah. So, that'll. It won't be long before you can actually watch me play the whole game. Yeah. I'm contemplating uh, getting the controllers for Flight Simulator. Oh, and getting okay. getting really drunk and and doing a flight simulator drunk. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I think you did mention this idea before. Yeah, you did. You yeah. did. You did. I'm, 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 I'm waiting for it, this just, to happen. Okay. Just, so you guys would be on board to like watch me do it? Oh yeah, yeah. Let's okay, uh, okay. and I'll, I'll help you get set up and everything. So okay, we can, okay. we can do So that. maybe this will happen. This will actually happen. Yeah, let's do it. And then yeah, cuz yeah, cuz now you have like a a sick gaming PC that can handle that. Cuz before yeah. it, we could we had trouble um, getting recordings going on your end. Um, yes. But yes. now, now you That's have true. it. Yes. Now you got it. Look at me, dude. Who would have thought? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> uh, and also, I, I never bring this up. It's very rare, but I'm just going to bring it up because um, there is a feature film I made, A Night's Tour. I'm only bringing it up because uh, I've learned it's now being heavily pirated, which is really funny to me. <laughs> it's like all these. Uh, diff- really? Yeah. It's all over no these way. weird torrent sites and these weird streaming sites, which. Hey everybody! That Whoa. don't do that. You don't have to. Are you able to? to like track and see how many hits it's getting there? I have no idea. Um, but you don't need to do that. You can just go to Voodoo or if you have Amazon Prime, just watch it for free there. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's completely unnecessary because it's it's all right there. But um, yeah, in fact, if you if no, you not watch Voodoo. It, I'm sorry, Tubi. It's on Tubi. Tubi. Yeah, Tubi yeah. or not Tubi? That is the question. <laughs> yeah. To download illegally or not to download illegally? <laughs> uh, no, download it for free this way because guess what not only do you get the best quality and the best audio because it's going through your actual interface but also it gives marvin the credit and maybe like <laughs> if they see the metrics that are good he goes and can make another movie that helps so yeah, yeah you don't downloading. need express yeah. vpn to watch marvin's movie yeah no yeah it's Just, right there <laughs> yeah if you're watching if you want to watch the 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 porn version that that Pornhub produced of his yeah, if, if you're trying to find this ain't a night's tour <laughs> yeah this ain't a night's tour then, then go ahead and uh empire that use your vpn um <laughs> but not yeah. the original guy yeah. but on, just as a reminder the a night's tour had only male characters <laughs> that's fine dude we're we're yeah. into we, we we don't care what your sexuality is he her them they all of them are welcome yes to come uh, <laughs> Uh, and with that, you uh, can find all of that at fugitiveframes.com. All of that's just linked there. But yeah. Yay, yeah. Anyway, next week we're going to watch. This is, a, I don't know if this is a good episode, but it's an important episode. It's by the episode title, you'll know who's coming back. Q who. Um, but to be or not to be. <laughs> but Q is not the important part of the episode. Uh, so that'll, that'll be fun and interesting. People who've watched TNG already know why this episode's important, but. 
Yeah, we'll be uh, back with yeah. Q-Hoo. They're going to meet Cybertron soon. Ah, yeah, yeah so, dude, finally, so, Prime yeah, Directive, yeah, the real so, Prime Directive. <laughs> so next week we'll be we'll be diving into some some of that action. But uh, yeah, we'll see we'll see you next week. Stay safe, everybody. See you next time. Take care, y'all. <laughs> <laughs>